What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Well, welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of content and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious new, one, new, 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 new a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the desert storm bunker with the black Moses of this, the whole freaking show, and the EWF, which is every woman's fantasy, and CGA. See God Allah and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We're back in here, ready for the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We're ready for the weekend, and we got a great show for you today to kick off the weekend. And it's What's gonna, up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, And it's going to be funkified. Oh, so funkified. I hope you have a funkified weekend, and we got a great show for you lined up today. Today, we're going to talk about stereotypes. Don't call me ninja, Whitey. <laughs> All right. Don't call me Whitey, ninja. All right. We're talking about stereotypes, specifically offensive stereotypes that modern women seem to be living and dreaming of living out in full, uh, full line of eyesight. We can see it right now. And they're choosing to live these incredibly offensive stereotypes and call it empowerment. Yes, our show is about empowerment today. And we're going to go through stereotypes. We did this in yesterday's show. We had a lot of people that were um, not understanding of what they're living here, but leave it to one of your elder statements here, statesman. A ninja that has been around the block a little bit. We're going to talk about women, modern women's stereotypes. We're going to break down what you're seeing today and what these images mean. We're going to break down like the icy spices of the world, the not sexy reds, the Sukihanas, and, and the uh, Lizzo's. We're going to talk about that, and I've done a show on this before, but of course, I do so many shows, it's buried, very deep, deep, like I'm going to be deep in flatbacks this weekend. All right, but it's very deep at the bottom, hit that bottom. So we're going to cover these three specific stereotypes, the Jezebel, the Sapphire, and the last one is the Mammy. We're going to see if we have visual evidence of this modern stereotype being played out in front of you today and being held in high esteem, mostly by millennial and Gen Z women as they continue to tattoo themselves and bullnose ring themselves and sell themselves on the open marketplace as the Jezebel, the Sapphire, and the Mammy. We're going to talk about that. And listen, we're not just going to leave it up to black women as well, because I know people think this is going to be black women. All people actually outlive uh, live these stereotypes, men as well, uh, men as well. And when you look at the entertainment industry, um, a lot of these people have probably sold those souls to the nanny goat. And thus, they actually show you imageries that you think are inspirational, but most of them are based on stereotypes. And this goes for men as well. All right, the thug image, the guy that wears his pants off of his ass and his ass is hanging out, that is a stereotype. That is a, that is a shiftless, lazy look. And thus, people will live it out. So we, we can talk briefly about the men. Men are not immune from this particular thing. We're also going to talk about uh, black middle class people where their role is 
You got Uncle Tom and Sambo role stereotypes being played out on the internet, if you will. People consider the black conservatives to be more of the Uncle Tom or the Sambo, more of the Sambo more than the Uncle Tom. But but these images, uh, unfortunately, everybody can be seen as playing some sort of stereotype. In fact, uh, most people actually live a stereotype. You know, they they find what's comfortable for them, and they they basically live that. And it would be easy from someone from the outside to say, "Hey, you're this stereotypical image, right?" So uh, we we're not just gonna we're gonna leave that out there, and we're gonna talk about some stereotypes that will uh, enrage women. We're gonna talk about the one common stereotype that enrages women for some reason. We'll talk about that and a lot more. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got a bunch of topics left. We're going to touch on antidepressants and weed and uh, alcohol because it's the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We're going to talk about the barbarian at the gate. Uh, it's not a, a phrase that's coined by me, but I definitely brought that to the manosphere. And we're going to see some more stories of the barbarian at the gate. I tried to warn you the barbarian was at the gate. But now the barbarian's definitely inside the gate, and it's not going to be something that's debatable. And OnlyFans, we're going to talk about OnlyFans hitting a historic mark of revenue. We're going to talk about that. We got a great show for you playing, so do me a favor. Hit the like button. This is the best edutainment in YouTube. So go ahead and hit the like button, if you will, and get more people in here. We got almost 700 people on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Appreciate you guys over there. As you enter, let's get to about 500 as the 700. Every time you enter, hit the like real quick. It's really quick. Turn your phone sideways and shove it up your candy ass. Or, I mean, sorry. Turn it sideways and click that like button. Turn it back on your horizontal position. Also, shout out to everybody watching me on the Notorious CGA channel. I appreciate you guys over there. You are certainly the main contributors. New, 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 I love it. Order. Shout out to everybody on Rumble and Twitch and uh, Fakebook.com watching me simulcasting. Sorry, I can't organize that. I know there's probably trolls over there. I don't know what the hell's going on in the comment section. I can't control all of these things at once and run my one-man band show. Shout out to everybody on the replay gang and watching it. Do me a favor, hit the like button as you're watching the replay. But anyway, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Bimbo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me, backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that's pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious. New, 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 new world order. CGA channel, shout out to everybody watching me on, listening to me on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, CGA taking over, CGA for 2024. New, 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 new world CGA order. for 2024. Hey, man, 2024, man, it, it's going to be Liddy. CGA planning to take over, the break's over. God MC, me, GCACGA. All right, I was trying to freestyle it, man. We going to get it. Man, listen, it's going to be a wild 2024, and I'm ready for it. I'm gearing up for it right now. Don't you know, man? I'm three steps ahead of you. I'm already like four months ahead. I'm already in 2030, but I'm already planning for January 1st, 2024. I'm planning for it. There's a lot going on. Anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Shout out to Albert Wesker says MLK died. So that Icy Spicy and Herpy Sexy Red could twerk. Shout out to uh, Martin Luther the King. Got Icy Spicy out there. All right. With her. Never mind. Yes. All right. Shout out to MLK too. Shout out to J Flow. The old school black exploitation movies have some good life lessons. Ambitious doing Kung Flu and whipping out firearms and stuff. We're going to talk about that. 
What happened, man? Coach gang in the building. All right, what happened? All right, I don't know what happened. Choppa says, not sure if you talked about her, but uh, have you seen Shikari Richards? Okay, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my sports channel firing it back up. Um, Shikari's taking over. I hope she do a drug test, a mini drug test. This is, but she's out there. She's winning. She should get some recognition right now. I think she beat some Jamaicans this time. She's on fire, and she looks a lot better without them damn clown wigs on, but that's neither for me to discuss. John Doe, shout out to CGA. I never knew about the Sapphire caricature in films until you mentioned it yesterday. I did further research and also found out about the Mammy and the Jezebel culture. We're going to talk about that today. And they are very prevalent in our world today, although uh, for some reason the culture that, that this represents has more revisionist history than they do see things 2020 in current. So they cannot see that they're actually perpetuating the same stereotypes in real time. They can only see things behind. You know what I mean? They'll be like in 1960 and 1892, they're really good at revisionist history, seeing things very clear um, and calling things out when it's too late. Like we can't correct it now. You you were enjoying it. And the funny thing is you're enjoying it and watching it and not realizing you're doing the exact same thing that you're calling out bad behavior. I mean, for, for example, some of the rappers, the male rappers today, and certainly the female rappers, are basically uh, uh, stereotypes. They're, they're, they're old school stereotypes being played out from you right, right in your living room. All right. But in real time, nobody will call it out. They'll be like, oh, Ninja, what's, what's wrong with that? All right, but then they'll be like, then the next thing out of their voice, they'll be talking about the Tuskegee experiment. Well, what they did was the black folks, they had the Tuskegee experiment. Do real good talking about history, Ninja. <laughs> All right, but do are you a coward? Are you strong enough to call out the stereotypes in real time? All right, and I do stuff like this, and people, I get backlash. And then 10 years later, they'll be talking about the stereotypes, black people. We have to overcome stereotypes. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? All right. Uh, but we'll talk about modern people today that are playing the stereotypes of the past. Actually, you saw the thumbnail. You see what it was. You saw what it was. You're going you to get see what direction. But uh, the strong and independent woman is a stereotype. It's a stereotype indicative of the sapphire. We're going to talk about Batman and include you guys in. All right. And uh, what do we got here? A man supporting men. AKA MPI. I follow you on Instagram. He says, thanks for the likes. I got you, brother, man. You over there on IG. Go check him out. AMSM on IG. King Hazy. Hey, coach guessing from today's topic. You finally watched the hood rap video for me. I didn't, I didn't watch the hood rap video, but um, I'm assuming it looks like every other one of the, who's the, who's the singer of hood rap. I know you showed it to me, and I think I pulled it up, but I only could get through it for a few seconds. I mean, it sounds and looks all the same. I've been around here. You know what I mean? I've been around a long time. As soon as I see about 10 seconds, I've probably seen enough. But tell me who's the uh, artist there. And if any one of you artists don't want all your executive producer all in the videos, all on the record, dancing, come to death row. Yeah, yeah, come to death row. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I probably cannot watch it live because I will get a copyright. <laughs> All right? I probably cannot watch it live. Plus, plus, I can't watch it live without me previewing it at least. 
Catfish says Glorilla is up next to interview Biden. Hashtag Trump 2024. And did you see Trump pulling through the hood in Atlanta? All right. When you see, when you, have you ever seen the power? I know I'm going to go off here. Dang, somebody watching the show late. Have you ever seen the power of a president? Have you ever seen a presidential motorcade? It's quite impressive. And uh, the presidential motorcade um, is, uh, let me see if I can pull it up just so you guys understand. Uh, you know, because think, people think Trump rolling around with two security guards. In fact, ex-presidents have secret service. And I think if you're a presidential candidate, you get secret service as well. And, and President 45 and soon to be 47 is both. Um, but uh, let me see if I can pull it up on, I think I, think I just saw it here on uh, Anthony Brian Logan has it here. Shout out to Anthony Brian Logan. I saw it on his Instagram. Uh, this is kind of puts things in perspective when you see a motorcade. And uh, motorcades are quite impressive, meaning that, you know, a lot of people think Trump running around here, getting out of his car and just walking up through the jail. And uh, they do have a video of him and his motorcade going through Atlanta. All right, let me see here if I can pull it up. I just want to show you guys. I've been actually stuck in traffic behind a presidential motorcade. All right. And it's, it's, it's definitely impressive. It's annoying as hell. All right, it's annoying. They take up a lot of road in interstate, if you will. And there it is right there. I'm going to pop it up on the screen. This is Trump. This is Trump going to jail, y'all. And the media doesn't show this. All right. The media doesn't show this. They're like, we're going to arrest Trump. You know how many people you have to go through to arrest Trump? Right? You know how big of a, a deal it is for him to show up and get arrested and fingerprinted? Like, this is a major, this is a major procession here. And um, people don't understand. People don't understand that that's what it takes for a presidential candidate and or a former president to show up. It shuts down the entire freeway. It shuts down the, it shuts down the streets. It shuts down everything, and you nobody's going anywhere when the president rolls through. It's annoying. I got caught on the interstate, on the freeway in Southern California, on the, and I was somewhere else. I can't remember. I think I was in New York. I got stuck in the presidential motorcade. The shit was out of control, man. Look at how, look at how uh, unbelievable the security uh, a former president and a current president and a current presidential candidate has. So the media doesn't kind of want you to see this because they want to kind of humanize Trump um, and just any presidential candidate in general, but they want to kind of humanize him and make it seem like, oh, he's got to drive up to the jail and report in. <laughs> no, no, that's not how it works, Ninja. You have a infrastructure that has to show up to the Fulton County Jail for this Ninja to get fingerprinted with perhaps the coolest album cover that is going to be released here in the next couple of days. <laughs> All right. 60 vehicles so he can get fingerprinted. And this is what tells you, I like it, when you understand that, and I understand this because the presidential, the president is an institution, it's not a person. When people are doing this, you're causing a whole, a bunch of resources to be directed. And it's, it somewhat doesn't even make sense. But anyway, anyway, he said the Ambulams just in case. <laughs> the Ambulams just in case the hitters are out. And by the way, do you guys know there's three or four decoy video, uh, Three or four decoy vehicles. Three or four decoy vehicles, right? And even there's a representative, a person that looks like whoever the person is, could be look like Biden, Trump, Obama, if you will. And there's a vehicle where a person looks like that person. So I think I counted, it's three, it's three decoy vehicles. So there's three decoy vehicles with a person that looks like 
Trump. All right. Or it looks like whoever is the, the person they're securing. So just in case. So it's a lot going on there. So for him to show up and fingerprint and do all of this is actually just disgusting uh, activities going on here. And he says, Atlanta is already down bad. Now this. Shout out to Dame Digital, says RIP to Bray Wyatt. We definitely covered that yesterday. We got our brother Yella says, good morning, coach. And the coach gang, I was once a step dummy. I broke up and my ex with my ex over five years ago. For now, I'm being labeled as a Debbie dad by her. And he says, by her and her child. That isn't even mine, fellas. Avoid single mothers shaking my head. Hit me with the clown music. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> and man, yeah, step dummy. And now you a deadbeat for a kid that ain't even yours. Welcome to the black community. All right, anyway, shout out to Corey. He says, at my job, we out here, brothers, and we out here rolling. New, 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 new. You see me, hey, and your boy Scoop says, been killing it lately, TGIF, and you guys have been killing it. You guys have been watching the shows, the playbacks, hitting the like button, supporting, subscribing, all right? The, the Coach Greg Adams channels is growing all of a sudden, and there's something going on. I'm going to tell you, man, there's something going on, and I can feel it. I can feel it. All right, let's get to the show, and I'm going to come back to the PayPals and the Venmos. Trust me, I will. All right, first up, we're going to go to Straggle Sniggle Theater. Let's get it. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggling to the go theater. We're gonna have some laughs. Speaking of laughs, have you seen the video that I did about women being the main characters in their own movie? We've broken this down. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna pull up one of the most crazy examples of this. And this example, I don't know where this comes from, but it comes from somewhere. I'm gonna say China, Japan. I'm not sure where it is. This woman's definitely not paying attention, and I'm sure she's going to blame Jermaine for this bit of stuff here. But here it is right here. Let's play it. <laughs> oh, man. The police happen to be there in this dumb building. All right, let's take a look. Oh, man. Give her the buzzer. Oh, look at her. She's crying. Oh, my God. She's like this. She said, she said this. My God. What's wrong with that bus? <laughs> that bus. <laughs> that bus almost scraped my arm. <laughs> oh, man. Terrible, man. Jesus. Look. Wow. Like, take a look at this, fam. Now, listen. She's going to blame. Listen, when you're crossing the street, Chicken Little, you have to look both ways. Hi, yai, yai. Look at this. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Take a look at how, dude, she was an inch away from her life being snuffed out uglyly. Uglyly. I mean, this would have been like splat an inch. Gosh, dang. Oh, Jesus. Yikes. She was an inch away from being splatted. And there she is being not paying attention. <laughs> Ladies, man. God dang, fam. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, look at how fast they came to save her. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Who are you? Here I come to save the day. 
damn, that is unbelievable. They like, are you crazy? Oh, that bus. He's like, that bus. And it's all Jermaine Foe. It's always Jermaine Foe. She's like, that ridiculous bus did not stop for me. They saw me walking down the middle of the street. Aren't they paying attention to me? No, they're not paying. Nobody's paying attention to you, ma'am. Ay, ay, ay. Look. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I have never been. Let me just say this. I have never got. Listen, where's my wood? I have never <laughs> gotten that close to being hit in my entire life. In fact, <laughs> I've never been that close to being snuffed out. All right, not that I want it to be, but Jesus. Unbelievable. She definitely is a straggle. She's a straggle for that. All right, um, let's, let's go to this one right here. Apparently, we have a sniggle um, that was mad that he got his order wrong at a McDonald's. We have a sniggle. Let's just see. The sniggle is mad that McDonald's got his order wrong. And so he comes back to McDonald's and he does this. Let's go ahead and play it. Let me hold it. Let me hold it. All right, everybody went to scrambling. All right, so he let out a pet rat. He let out somebody's pet rat. And because of his order got wrong, maybe they forgot the french fries. I'm not sure what happened here, What? What? why he's doing this. Take a look. This niggle went into a restaurant. The restaurant, I believe, is McDonald's and released probably his little brother's pet rat. Now, this is absolutely despicable and atrocious and reprehensible behavior. This is definitely out of the code of conduct and definitely deserves to be some time in jail for doing this. This is not sanitary. It's definitely like yelling. There's a fire in the middle of a movie theater or something like this. He definitely should be punished and prosecuted to the full arm and extent of the law. However, People were scared of that rat. I mean, listen, listen, everybody has their fears, but I don't think it's anything to be scared of. Uh, but, of course, you heard the women screaming like crazy before the rat was even released. And, of course, strong and independent. All right, but uh, anyway, um, take a look. The first, the women were screaming before the rat was out, but uh, why would a person do this? Again, we're talking about stereotypes. We do need men to stop acting emotionally. Right, like this, right? We talk about men not responding emotionally. This is what we're talking about. Not that you can't just, you know, be in your feelings from time to time. But why act like this? This is definitely some single mother raised behaviors, single mother raised son husband behaviors here, and fatherless activity at best. Hold it. By the way, notice he has somebody recording this for him. So somebody's following him. So this is definitely premeditated and disturbing the peace 
and definitely uh, public discord and all of that shit. And he has his little brother, his little brother, and his little brother is in tow as well. All right, look, we're going to do this. Fatherless activity. All right, and so whatever this woman is screaming, it's all the way behind the counter. She's screaming way over there. She ain't even nowhere close, and she's screaming. You can never depend on women. You can never depend on women to save you. They talk all that shit, but when the shit hits the fan and the barbarian at the gate, it's only going to take a bee, a wasp, a moth, a fly, horsefly, a spider, a, a June bug. Women going to go running for shelter real fast, all right? So never depend on them. Never listen that they going to do nothing. They already screaming, bailing out, scrambling. <laughs> Here we go. All right, and a lot of people are sniggling about this type of behavior, man. Listen, man, listen, sometimes, you know, when people prejudge you, there's a reason. Sniggles be doing stuff like this, and of course, People don't have a, a lot of contact with Sniggles, and this is what they see of you on the internet, and then they make judgments accordingly. Unfortunately, Sniggles don't understand that. Well, let's go to this one right here. According to 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance, one of the most, um, one of the most popular uh, actors on 90 Day Fiance, um, it says his girlfriend calls. Him daddy. Him daddy. All right, let's go ahead and pop this on the screen. I can't remember his name, but he's the no-neck ninja. He looked like a pencil eraser, this guy right here. All right, let's listen to this, guys. You can't get no girl, but this girl is calling him daddy. Here we go. Probably the best part of our fights. Is the makeup sex. Is the makeup sex. Yeah. She calls me daddy. Oh, daddy. Him daddy. <laughs> That's probably the best part of our fights. Is the makeup sex. Is the makeup sex. Yeah. She calls me daddy. Get him daddy. Oh, daddy. Okay, daddy. Get him daddy. <laughs> he got him a gordita, too. It looked like she a gordita. All right. <laughs> Look at this ninja right here. What is this, fam? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, what kind of... Oh, the humanity. Man, this is crazy, bro. That neck is... Man, yo, and look at him. He out there getting that daddy treatment out here. Get him, daddy. She not out of your league. She out of your price range. But listen, she... she wait, Listen, she ain't for me. I'm going to tell you that. But this ninja out here getting... Uh, okay, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at him. He happy as large right now. Get him, daddy. He beside himself. Look at this guy. <laughs> And she oh, that's probably on. the best part of our fight. Hey, he wearing my T-shirt too. It's is the makeup sex. It's the makeup sex. Yeah. She calls me daddy. Get him, daddy. Oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at her. She like. Okay, daddy. Yeah, like he must have a check. Okay, daddy. <laughs> is he rich? Is he rich? Well, she's not for me, but at least, listen, at least he getting that daddy treatment. Get him, daddy. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, dude, she's not out of your league. She out of your price range. I don't know why y'all ain't listening. And I know you want a model. I always tell guys, man, stop wanting models. Models are for, you can just, just plunk. Dude, I'm going to tell you, you know how to get a model? 
$10,000, Ninja. You can have the, all the models you want. <laughs> right? I want to get her with my mouthpiece, though. I want her to care for me, coach. I want her to love me. I want to get married. Look at Logan Paul. He got a Sports Illustrated model. How's that working out for him? Don't, don't, don't chase these things. And do me a favor. Hit that like button in here. We got 1,400 people on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Only 600 likes. We need the likes up to 1,000 at this point. Okay, $10,000, man. You can have all the models you want. Just like that. You can have it for less. <laughs> Listen, you can have it for far less than that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not speaking from experience, but I know. You can have a nice, attractive model-esque type woman for a less than that. But if you wanted a top-notch one, 10 grand. All right, that fast. All right, all right. Anyway, man, ninjas, man, look, bro. But I want one of the finest women in the world for nothing. All right, come on, man. Get your price range right. Get your price range. Get him, daddy. <laughs> Oh, they don't have the 10000 Oh, okay, well. Get on your grind, ninja. Get some $10,000. <laughs> right, anyway. Anyway. Shout out to Ed the Thumb. Is this his name, Mr. Ed? He looked like a thumb. Speaking of thumbs, I'm trying to segue. Jagged Edge singer arrested for, well, let's just say this. You remember Jagged Edge. One of their famous songs, they had simp music back in the 2000s. Them, 112, Boys to Men, um, All for Me. I can't remember there was a group. All right, all of these simp uh, musicians in the 2000s. Simping was height. That was the height of simping, you know, the 90s and the 2000s. Well, Jagged Edge was a group of four black men, two. I think there were two brothers. There were two brothers, two pair of brothers. Right, four men, but there were two sets of brothers, I believe, just kind of like uh, Jodeci as well. They were the modern-day Jodeci. Well, they had a famous song called Let's Get Married. Yeah, they have a song called Let's Get Married. And the hoes used to love Jagged Edge. They had that thug, they had that thug R&B down. Remember that? Back in the day, they didn't have to put their sequin on. They didn't have to look like Luther. They could come out dressed like rappers and sing. Oh, man, Jodeci turned it up. Shout out to P. Diddy. And so they dressed like thugs, a.k.a. the stereotype, but then they would sing, though, and they would sing sip music, right? Crazy. Crazy shit. But uh, Jagged Edge, although they said, let's get married, this is what the recent member of Jagged Edge did right here. All right. Jagged Edge singer arrested, allegedly shoving engagement ring down fiance's throat. Damn. Now, this is taking Let's Get Married to a whole new extent. Damn, Ninja. <laughs> All right. My goodness. This is a little aggressive. I mean, I don't think uh, your fiance thought that that was part of the song. In fact, if I reveal the, the lyrics, is this part of the lyrics, Ninja? Maybe I would misunderstood what you were talking about. <laughs> I misunderstood the point of the song. Now you make it and make it clear. I didn't think you were asking. You were telling, apparently. Ninja was telling you. <laughs> he was like, I'm not asking. I'm telling you, bitch. Let's get married, you bitch. Well, like, God damn. You bitch. You bitch. My man, Reverend X-Style, said, he said, let's get married. She said no. And he said, I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. <laughs> More Blue Pill Rage. 
What did I tell you about these blue pillars, man? This blue pill rage is out of control. Jagged Edge, chill, son. Yo, man. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> Let's get down to the bottom of this story. Remember, this is an allegation. Thug Love. It says Jagged Edge singer. His name is Kyle Norman. He's definitely a sniggle. He's a sniggle. Probably won't be meeting his fiance at the altar. Nope. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. No, no, no. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. All right. Because he's been accused of beating her and attempting to make her swallow her own engagement ring. (laughs) The singer was arrested early Thursday morning. In Atlanta, after officers responded to a fight call between the couple and found her with a golf saw, golf ball-sized welt on her head. Jesus, I'm trying to hold on to masculine frame here. According to cops, the woman claims Norman threatened to delete her. Blue pill rage is out of control. All right. And then tried to force the ring down her throat. Now, we don't know if this is true, by the way. Uh-oh, is she white? Oh, I thought she was a white woman. Oh, Lord. That would have set it off. I would have really went crazy. It says right here, uh, he also allegedly began to punch her and choke her with the scarf. Man, no, this story's starting unbelievable now. We're told Norman went peacefully when cops arrived. He claimed the whole fight started because he was upset about his dad having cancer. She says they were arguing about drinking. Norman was charged with aggravated assault and is still behind bars. Ninja Bell the ninja out, man. Get him out, man. Hey, man. Let's go get him out. Get him, get him, get him. Holy mackerel. So um, apparently he's going through some stress. He's stressed out. His dad has cancer. She probably was popping off at the lip, running her mother sucking lips. All right. And she was running her lip and he was drinking and he was down bad. You know what I mean? Watch out for the a- 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 alcohol. And then she probably instigated some shit by running her lip and he probably put the, he put her in the Cobra clutch. You know, he's out of, he's out of line for this alleged. All right, but uh, y'all got to be careful out here. Just, man, hey, listen. Hey, what about love, coach? All right, yeah. Can can I shove engagement rings down women's throat? Is that part of the deal or no? Last one, we have a guy that is a house husband. A house husband. Stay-at-home husband. Evening in my life. I don't know if this is a skit, but it doesn't matter. This is Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Would you guys be a stay-at-home husband? I mean, I don't think these people even have kids. But would you be a kept man? Are you that low of a low, low, low life that you would be a stay-at-home husband-ass ninja? All right, let's take a look. It's an evening in my life as a stay-at-home husband. My wife is a travel nurse, and she's about to get four days off. So right before her four days, I make sure the whole place is spotless. Her job is super stressful, and she finds peace in a very clean environment. And because I love my sugar mama, I mean my wife, I'll do whatever it takes to make her happy. Clean is a very subjective term. I feel like the place was already pretty clean, but her standards are much higher than mine. And that's where I'll match her. So I folded the laundry, put away some of her scrubs, and then as soon as it's 6.30, I'm out the door. I'm pepping my step, I'm hustling, I'm excited we're going to get to spend this time together. And one philosophy I'll always live with is, if you're not there early, you're late. I also took the trash out. Trash was very smelly. And I mean, it reeked. But I mean, it's trash at the end of the day. So like, what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? 
So I get there early and I find another stay-at-home husband in the wild. How cool is that? And here we are entering our lovely little nest. We're just talking about what we want to do tomorrow. For some strange reason, she was just being super camera shy. She still looked cute though. And while Layla went to go shower, I washed my hands and started meal prepping. She said she wanted burgers today. So I made burgers with a side of potatoes. We sat down and enjoyed our dinner together. Talked a little about our day. And then I thought we were both deserving of a little treat. Got us a couple of It's It Me. Master Splinter. You guys should try some if you haven't already. They're so freaking good. But yeah, that's how we capped our night. Thanks for watching. Yes. All right. All right. Listen, listen, listen. I just cannot, I cannot bring myself to do this shit. There's no way in Hades. There's no way in purgatory. There's no way in hell that I would do that job right there. Listen, I know women are like, well, if you won't do it, I won't do it either. There's no way. There's no way I can hold masculine frame doing anything like this. This is definitely some sniggo activity here. And she does not look like she likes this ninja. I mean, but she's using him for a reason, I guess. But the stereotype is not working for me. The house husband, this is not going to work. I, this is some low life activity. This is some low frequency shit because this is not manly. This is not very manly. It's definitely on some reading rainbow shit. And he probably gets pegged. In the peg D, shout out to our brother Terrence Pop. All right, but hey, what happened? All right, my stream went left over on the Notorious channel. All right, uh, we're still live here on the, we're still live. We're still live on the, uh, anyway. Hey, man, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm going to put up, I should put up a poll. Would you ever, ever be a house husband? Huh. That definitely hey let me give him the song here and we'll get to the super chat we'll get to the other ones right there <laughs> she gets to travel who's gonna do this who would do this oh my no way um, anyway. oh all right you still here shout out to you brothers man that was straggle with sniggle for the day and the rest of the weekend let's hit it hey with me if you ride with me you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me that's a deal right she definitely cheating on him <laughs> she definitely cheating on that ninja oh my lord all right anyway uh let's see what we got going on here let me get this banner back up here there you go hmm paypal venmo needs some love paypal venmo needs some love i'll remember my memory's still good somewhere he said that's the future I yeah, it's the future for a lot of men. It's the future, you know. I don't know what to tell people, man. We going we going in a weird direction. Shout out to no government name. I'm already waiting for your show about how weak minded black men allow their emotions to ruin their money. Shannon Sharp and uh, Stephen A. Smith will be a disaster for Sharp's career. Sharp is going to a sinking ship. Ring the bell. He actually is on that one, and he's not going to save the network. ESPN. It's a dumpster fire. Um, and But Shannon actually did do a move to leverage that by putting his podcast over there with um, Colin Cowherd. So he does have a little bit of leverage and wiggle room. He's not going all the way in, but yeah, I hope he got a bag. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. Shannon. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. I'm a Hall of Famer, Skip. And Steven. Steven A. I'm a Hall of Famer out here. I have 100 pair of tennis shoes and sneakers. Tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. I have 100 pair of tennis shoes in my closet. And there ain't no way you're going to tell me I ain't a Hall of Famer, Skip. 
And that damn skip need to tell me he a old slave master trying to run me over there. So I never work for a white man again like that. Skip. Hey, Skip. I hope your ass over there with Michael Irvin and you ain't going to have no show over there, Skip. All right, anyway. Macaroni Tony says Ninja's over here talking about the other site for you to stream on. He says, yet they ain't even joined your Discord. Indeed, he says, it's just as litty as locals, is it? I better check out what's happening over on Discord. I actually, I need to check out what's happening, man. I need like five assistants, man. Ladies. <laughs> right. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, it's almost time, that time of the month, that they in a bind. A oh, it is. Me. It's about to get litty over there on uh, the junior college. He says, I'm, annoying, I'm going to a cigar bar tonight, wearing my penny loafers in cool water cologne. He says, y'all better stay smooth. Shout out to you over there, brother. You're going to be looking smooth with the black bourgeoisie and all the white men you're trying to be like. Listen, I'm, I'm doing a show on this, so I got to actually do some segues. All right, trying to be masculine. We do have a Discord. Check the links in the description box. You're missing out. If you're only watching me on the Coach Greg Adams channel, like if you only watch the replays, you're missing out. If you only watch the Free Agent Lifestyle and jump to the timelines, you're missing out. If you're only on, if you're not on Locals, you're missing out. If you're not on Money Mindset, you're missing out. Like my live streams, although I stream a lot, is still only a percentage of what I do here. And I realize, listen, I'm not going to take a charge of your time. Your time is very valuable to me. But I do so much content. I have the other channels. If you're not watching CGA Sports, you're not watching CGA Got Game, you're not watching the Notorious CGA channel, you're not watching... Uh, CGA reacts. You're not watching CGA quick hits. Do you realize it's going crazy? I got so much stuff. Oh, the link is inspired. Oh, my goodness. Anybody have the link to the Discord? This is reprehensible. Okay? It's reprehensible. If you're not on Locals, oh, the Discord link doesn't work. This is terrible. Oh, the humanity. Let me see if I can pull it up for you ninjas here on live. I'll do it live. I now get the Kalen Ferguson in the middle here. All right, let me see here. Discord, where it at here? All right, oh, I know what happened. Oh, my goodness, this is terrible. All right, I don't even go over there, to be honest with you. I don't even know what's up. Uh, Sizzo, where's Sizzo at? Where's Sizzo? <laughs> right, Sizzo had the Discord link. All right, we'll get it. We'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. All right, we'll get it figured out. Reprehensible, this is atrocious. This is absolutely despicable and disgraceful behavior by me. And it's... Right. He says, I like your other channel. Shout out to you, man. Dude, I got, I got, man, it's about to be Liddy in 2024. Anyway. Anyway. Um, where are we going here? It's terrible. All right. Anyway, Kaylin says, uh, this one is for the ladies of the coach gang. Pick one. A man dumps you for continually denying him sex, or he cheats on you for continually denying him sex. Hold up for a second. But he stays with you. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. What that mean? You giving them not good choices here. You said a man dumps you for continually denying you sex. Okay, he dumps you for not giving up the leg. Or he cheats on you for denying sex. But he stays. Mm. Okay, Henry Resilient has the Discord link. All right, hold on for a second. 
I was trying to, I'm trying to follow this shit. Hold on for a second. Let me get the discord. Let me get the discord up. All right. Thank you. Henry resilient, Henry resilient, brother. What Henry resilient, Henry resilient has a whole YouTube channel that's blowing up and on Twitch. And he's got my discord link. Just reprehensible. <laughs> you got a lot. You got a lot going on, brother. Brother Henry Resilient got a lot going on. All right, let me do this. I'm going to punch it up here. I'm going to paste it right there. Hold up for a second. What did I just do? I messed it up. Hold on, sorry. Let me go over here. All right, let me go over here. He says, I hold my call. I don't know what's going on here. That, that, that wasn't great options, Kalen. Those options weren't very great. Hey, some, somebody grab that link right there. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it live. All right, I'm going to put the Discord link right here. All right, hold on for a second. I don't know. Oh, I see what happened there. All right, there it is. Discord link coming in. All right. Discord link coming in. I think I think that's the link. I think that's the link. I tested it, I think. Hold on for a second. Yeah, that's the one. CGA community. Oh, yeah, fam. There's a lot of people over there, fam. I need to check out what's going on over there, fam. Hold up. Did I get the right one? Oh, no, I got the wrong one. Hold on for a second. You didn't have me. Hold on for a second, Henry. Henry, what the hell you doing, fam? You got me posting the wrong link. Hold on for a second. Henry, go get Henry Resilience channel. Okay, I done messed it up. I done messed it up. I'm not going to do it live. Hey, go check out Henry Resilience channel. He blowing up. All right, uh, I think I got it right. I got it right. All right, so uh, hold up for a second. All right, everybody with me still. I know I'm losing viewers doing this. This is terrible, terrible content creation. It's atrocious. Shouldn't be doing these things live like this. But uh, people ask for it. There's people that like Discord. I'm never over there, but I got to get over there since people are there. They said Discord. Oh, shit. See, that's what I get. All right, this anyway. Let me, let me, let me do this later. Anybody got the link? Anybody got it? You got it? All right, I think I, I, think I made it happen. All right, so anyway. Everybody got it? All right, I did it live. All right, shout out to Henry Resilience for his success. All right, he's having a lot of major success over on Twitch, and um, he's having some success over on YouTube. He's getting recognition, and he's a member of the coach gang, proud, proud member of the coach gang. All right, all right, uh, shout out to Kalen, and he's, and he's over here with the ranch. All right, it says right here, Kalen says, Coach, did you hear about Kevin Hart tearing his abdomen after racing a former NFL running back? He's 44 years old, and he has to be in a wheelchair for six to eight weeks. Anyway, yes, I did hear about that. Gentlemen, beat. don't let age make you think you're young out here, meaning that, you know what I mean? I rupture my Achilles playing basketball. And uh, by the way, rupturing your Achilles is one of the most common injuries for men between the age of 35 and 45. So pay attention. Your body, pay attention to the sports that you play. Um, this is why people are playing pickleball instead of tennis. But even pickleball is having people rupturing Achilles and, and uh, blowing out knees. So, you know, understand what your limitations are. It's not that you're old. It's that some of these sports are for young people. Some of these sports are for young people. And I'm always one that let people know, hey, man, I ain't trying to ninja be like, let me see how much you bench. I'm like, I got to warm up. <laughs> let me warm up. You know what I mean? Let me get my shit together. You know what I mean? I need to stretch. I need to stretch upper and lower body. Ninjas want me to let me run. Let me see how fast. Oh, hell no. 
No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I'm not just going to jump out there to try to impress ninjas. I need to run. I need to warm up, get my ligaments juice. I need to go on there on a treadmill. I need to get on the elliptical, <laughs> right? And this ain't going to be because you want me to just jump out there. Coach, you need to be doing a high-intensity interval training. No, I don't. I will not be doing high-intensity interval training five days a week. I need to warm up. I need to get wake up in my day, get my day going, do some work. You know what I mean? Maybe on my lunch break. When my when my brain activities warmed up, then just try to like race me. No, hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need to get my pre-workout in. I need to get my take my vitamins, say my prayers before I jump out. Men, do not humble yourself. I ruptured my Achilles. Jumping out there, no warm-up on a basketball court. Ruptured it. Snap, pop. No warm-up. And I thought I could go out there. And I think, how old was I? Like 30, I think I was 30, I think I was 36, 36 or 35. Okay. I went out there, not a warm up. Everybody else was warmed up. I had to sub in for someone. And I thought I was going to do a turnaround jumper, boop, and go ahead and follow up the rebound like I did, you know, all my life. <laughs> all right. I did the turnaround back, went back, whoop. Threw the ball up. I saw it was a miss. My back foot, step forward, pop. <laughs> Skinny pop, pop, pop. And a boom, boom, boom. I was like, wow. I was like, uh-oh. I don't think uh, something's going on there. I, I should have warmed up. Popped all that shit up. Couldn't walk right for a whole year. A whole year. It took me a year to recover. It took me a year to recover. Had to have that surgery. Um... You, you need, <laughs> I was trying to hit them with that finger roll, and then went skitty pop, 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 gone. Gone. <laughs> Down on the ground, looking like, what the hell happened? All right, shout out to Sizzo. Happy free agent last hour Friday. Trump, in that mugshot, was definitely thinking, he was definitely thinking this. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right, he says, uh, LOL. He says, but really, he took the picture and the left immediately was like, what? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Indeed. Shout out to you. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, man. Hey, gentlemen, aging, age gracefully. Age gracefully. Don't be out here trying to compete with youngins, too. And, um, yeah, you know, when I go play pickup ball, I don't need, I'm not trying to win the championship. Uh, when it comes to physical activity, and I was trying to translate this um, to men, at my age, I'm not trying to win the championship, right? People think I'm going to join some intramural sports. I'm going to go play pickup. I'm not trying to win the championship. I'm not trying to win the fitness competition. I'm not trying to win the bodybuild competition. I'm not giving up, but I'm not trying to go hard. They're just like in the gym. Come on, coach. Here we go. Five rounds of jump rope. Here we go. No break. 20 second breaks. Let me tell you something, man. I'm about to, I ain't about to do all that shit. <laughs> I've been there, done that. I done won some championships, and I done took some L's. I'm not trying to be champion of the intramural league. I'm not trying to be champion of the YMCA and the 24-hour fitness, Ninja. <laughs> I'm going to go out there, Ninja. I might play some D. I might get up there. Come on. I might pass the ball until I get warmed up. Ninja, don't get mad at me. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, Ninja's trying to win the gold medal. Come on, man. Let's go. D up. Slap the floor. Man, I ain't getting paid for this shit. I got a job tomorrow to go to. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
Shout out to quality guy here. And I'm a black man who has been in the aerospace industry for 22 years. I am working two contract consulting jobs and I get to travel the country and see so many amazing things and get paid to do it. I make good money and send my daughter, sent my daughter to South Korea for college. Brothers, let's not make excuses about our reprehensible behavior and not be lazy. Coach is right. It's a class war out here. So get the bag and run. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, brother. Shout out to you. Thank you for letting brothers know about that because a lot of people really feel like there's no alternatives from them. Derek Choice says, Bobby, Bobby, the woman told Mark Cuban she's in a bind with 20K in debt. Damn, Bobby. Hey, hey. I'm in a bind, Nate. Make more money, darling. That's the little uh, girl. Make more money, darling. She's in a bind, 20K in debt. Well, come on over, baby. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right. JB says, happy Flatback Friday. What's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, Big ups nigga? to the coach gang. Free agent lifestyle for life. Last couple. JC says, stepping out with my new Mastodon for the $8 spaghetti night. <laughs> Henry Bazinga said, the Twitch money is unbelievable. I got money. Get it, Henry, brother. He going. All right. Run, Henry, run. Hodge says, coach. Just saw the stream from last night where your dad got locked up. <laughs> That's effed up, man. Here's a couple dollars for that bail money. Shout out to you. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Appreciate y'all support. And let's get back to the show. Apparently, uh, what is what do we got on tech on on deck here today? Oh, OnlyFans. I did want to cover this. I, I forgot about this in the previous segment. But remember when I told you I have a suspeaky, a sneaky suspicion that people use the Amber Alert system um, for custodial battles, right? And um, I'm saying most of the time you get an Amber Alert, the details are so much that um, it seems like the other party knows the other party. All right, now this is not my phone. Someone sent this. But apparently where they were is the Amber Alert, and I think Amber Alert is nationwide. It might be a California thing, but it's normally when your phone just starts buzzing I think it's nationwide. But anyway, it came about because some woman named Amber got kidnapped. And then now people now, if you see something, say something. If you see a kidnapping or your kid goes missing and you have details, you can get, uh, send an Amber alert out. And everybody's notified to be on the lookout for a certain vehicle or a certain type of guy. I think I can't remember the Amber name they came up with. But anyway, I've been saying... I think Amber Alert is highly vi uh, violated by custodial parents, meaning that one parent has their kid show up late, and then the other parent is so irrational, so on the revenge tip, so bitter, that they now think their shit is so important that they're going to alert everybody about their kid <laughs> and their custody shit. This is most likely custody battle shit. And here's one bit of evidence to support. It says missing person, 11 minutes. 11-month-old, male, blonde hair, blue-eyed, missing from Clay County. I don't know what Clay County is. Believed to be have taken by non-custodial parents, Sarah Brumley and Dustin Gibson. <laughs> parents were last known to have been driving a Lincoln MKZ, white in color, approximately. See, remember when I tell you when this is this much detail, this is not a kidnapping. It's some custody battle shit. There's no way uh, you would see a person kidnapping, getting kidnapped, and you would have this much detail. You know what I mean? And hold on for a second. Why can't I get that right here? Uh, let's see here. Oh, like there it is right there. I guess that's the whole thing. 
Yeah, that's the whole thing right there. Oh, a 2010 one. Confirm. All right, confirm that you received that message. But here it is, man. I, this is what happens is because people get in their shit. And, dude, there's, I don't know who the custodial parent was. They said the non-custodial was a male and a female. So it could have been the mother and the stepmother. It could have been anybody. I have no idea. But to use the Amber Alert system for this shit is abuse of the system. It was not intended for custodial battles. It was not intended to get back at your ex. It was not intended to be mad at somebody for missing a child support payment that month and then coming up, showing up 15 minutes late uh, for um, 15 minutes late for a custody exchange. It is pathetic behavior. 11 month old. Of course, we got praying mantis coming up right here. You, you already got you already got a split family on on an 11 month old. Uh, oh, somebody said perhaps they're the grandparents. Could be, could be. I have no idea. But I've been saying this for a minute. The Amber Alert system is abused primarily by women, primarily by women, but it can be men as well, but primarily by women over custodial shit. This is bullshit. And then what it does is it makes people ignore the legit cases. And women need to pay closer details to this one because, of course, most women are out here false alligating and they're in their feelings. Shout out to the false alligators. We're going to need a theme song for the false alligators. We'll give them this right here. Yeah. And so they use the abuse excuse. I was abused. No, your feelings got hurt. You weren't abused. You just had hurt feelings. Get over it. Pull your big girl, pull your big girl panties up. All right. Nobody abused you. You just didn't want to take accountability for some shit and got called out for it. All right. You weren't abused. You weren't great or assaulted. You presented yourself and then wanted to get over on the guy. You wanted to get a free meal and drinks and not give up anything. And you thought you was going to walk out the door. And he said, probably not. All right. You tried, you tried to manipulate and you lost. All right. And same as this. You try to uh, claim that the parent is not bringing your kid home at a certain time on the meeting time. And they just finishing up eating French fries. Maybe they had an emergency. Maybe they had an emergency. Maybe somebody let out a rat in a McDonald's. And then all of a sudden, the rat went crazy, and they couldn't leave the scene because they were a witness. You never know why a person is late. And, oh, you're not just entitled to some damn contact. But instead of just saying, let me get in contact with them. Oh, maybe something happened. Okay, no big deal. No, you want to make it a big deal. You didn't bring my baby back on time. They're fleeing the Mexico. Mm. Now what happens is because these false alligators are out here abusing the system, then nobody believes the legit Nobody believes the legit abuse situations. Nobody believes the legit, legit sexual assault. Nobody believes the legit kidnapping. It's absolutely crazy. And these people out here keep abusing this. And uh, how many times do we have to hear of these scenarios not being what, the, what they make them out to be? And these people, these people hurt the real legit people. Let's get over to OnlyFans. Right? No, I'm not going to pull up an OnlyFans account. Although I do have an OnlyFans, ladies. If you want to go see me long stroking someone, go subscribe. There's no content over there, so that was a little false advertising. But if you want to be somebody over, never mind. Mm. Clay County isn't, okay, I don't know where it is. It's the Florida-Georgia line. I have no idea. OnlyFans has taken in $5.6 billion on their site in 2020 ladies and gentlemen wow the junior college is litty there's the evidence right there that's going to be our evidence for the day only fan users spent 
$5.6 billion on the site in 2020. God dang. Let me put this in perspective. Let me put this in perspective. The student loan debt is $1.5 trillion, and it is causing $1.7 trillion, all right? And it is causing quite the impact on people financially. However, $5.6 billion is being spent on OnlyFans. Okay, you have the credit card debt at a trillion dollars. You have uh, car loans at a trillion dollars, but somehow people can't pay their obligations, but they certainly can pay for some bitches on the internet. Bro, hell boy. It's barbecue in there. It is barbecue in there. Okay, who's responsible for this shit? Who's responsible for this? Is, is it the women's fault? Is it the men's fault? See, this type of fi- this type of money being able to be able to be made here on this site means that it's going nowhere. It's only going to make women believe that they can do this. And trust me, I've seen, I, I know I have a lot of women in my life. I have junior college women. I have kids, adults, people that I train, normie women. All of them consider this in one form or fashion. One of the, all of these consider it. They consider it, hmm, especially younger women. They consider it. They're like, let me think about this shit. They'll think about it. They'll be like, maybe I can wear a mask. Maybe I can just only show this. They're thinking about it because some of them think this it's lucrative. Now, most of them don't make any money. It's kind of like social media. Most people do it. They don't make money. And certain people make money. And I think really uh, to believe that you can just come from nowhere to somewhere is going to be difficult. And if you do do it, you'll have peak months and then you'll peter out. Um, there was a nice little piece of calico that I had uh, been talking to recently. And I thought she would do fantastic, but, you know, they don't have the hustle. They don't have the consistency to do it. And now she's a hostess at a little restaurant making peanuts, all right? But she certainly wants to do it. But here's the thing. People always say, people always say that the incels and the virgins are responsible for this. It is the incels and virgins that are responsible for this debt. In fact, if you look at the comment right here, it says right here, virgins, right there, there's a comment that the virgins are paying for OnlyFans subscriptions. Now, here's the thing. I don't agree with that, and somebody has replied, laughing. And, of course, male sexuality, when there's no experience, gets laughed at, right? And I actually talked about that double standard uh, the other day, and people got in their feelings. Dude, dudes was getting in their feelings about this. But, unfortunately, when men lack sexual experience, they are not rewarded. They get laughed at. When women lack sexual experience, they're more valuable. And the inverse is is true as well. When women have significant sexual experience, it doesn't work for them very well. um, And they're trying to do things to counter that. And when men have sexual experience, in fact, when people think it's going to be a negative, it's a net positive for the guy. He has more women that want to be bedded by him. It's just how it works. Now, it is not the incels and virgins. I have a theory on this one. And this is because I've been around. I believe from the bottom of my broken heart that the majority of this is married men. Now, I cannot point to proof of this, but this has been my theory for a long time, even when pornography is taken into account. In fact, I'll give you an example. In the state of Utah, do you realize state of Utah has an extreme porn addiction? extreme it's so extreme 
that uh, there was a time that they could not get legit pornography in there because of the addiction of this uh, vice to men, mostly married men. Now, you have to understand at that time, a lot of their religion was forcing them to repress sexual activity and or forcing them to marry very early in order for them to have sex, right? So they have sex on the brain, even though they want to repress it. So Utah has an extreme porn addiction. But if you think of the demographics of pornography, I mean, of Utah, primarily married men, primarily families. Utah is known as a family state. Utah is known as a family state, but they have an extreme porn addiction, like make it make sense. But just using that as an example, that shows you that married men do look at pornography. They look at pornography. Yes, they do. And here it is right here. I've been telling you for a long time. Virgins and incels tend to not have discretionary income. Virgins and incels tend to not be viable competition-wise on the marketplace financially, meaning that they work at Wendy's. They work at Baskin and Robbins and Cold Stone. They, they work at Subway, incels and virgins. Like, they're not high on the financial earning, but incels and virgins. They would not probably be an incel or a virgin if they were making money and had significant disposable or discretionary income. They tend to not have this type of income, but that doesn't mean they won't use it, right? They won't use it. If they do use it, they'll probably be uh, updating their VC on NBA 2K as opposed to looking at prawn. But they do look at prawn, but they will probably go for free prawn on Twitter before they'll plunk down on a girl. Now, men that are married have an incentive to hide and disguise their affairs. A lot of married men have affairs. A lot of married women do too. But they have an incentive to keep things compartmentalized away. They have an incentive to pay. They have an incentive to pay for it, side chick. They have to do it to protect over here. They tend to have more income. They tend to have more vices as well, right? They tend to be doing things, dabbling and keeping things in secret. So it is the, and also married men don't have the time to look for free porn. Married men don't have the time to look for free porn. Like, they're not sitting around all day just going, going through OnlyFans accounts all day. They got responsibilities at the job, responsibilities at the house. They don't sit on behind their computer all day. And if they do, their wife is going to pass the screen. So they got to get it in quick. They got to be really compartmentalized who they looking at and supporting. <laughs> so they got to be probably the more likely to pay and get right to it. What girl do I like? What girl do I want to support? Oh, darling. Oh, little baby. Oh, baby girl. Oh, little sweet pie. Sweetie pie. <laughs> Mary dudes. And when, when the wife leaves the home to go to the market, Married dude got to pull the girl right up. All right. I got 15 minutes and 32 seconds before my wife is back home. All right. Who would I need to pull up? All right. Little patty cakes. All right. Patty cakes. How you doing? All right. It's your daddy. Your lover boy. Number one. Your solo numero uno. Your best supporter. All right. The love of your life. All right. Your daddy in here. Okay, daddy. All right. It's me. You need a little bit more money for your rent. You in a buying this month? Yeah. I'm in a bind name. All right, he ain't got time to look. Let me look. 
Let me look on who I want to jerk to today. No, he don't have that. He got to get right to his girl. Oh, girl, send me some special messages. Send me some pictures. And just... <laughs> Why my my belief system is this. This is mostly this is mostly married men. This is mostly men with disposable or discretionary income. It is not virgins and incels, although it could be a percentage of it. But I would love to see it broken down. I just don't see, I just don't see us getting to the bottom of it because what married man is going to admit, <laughs> right? What married man is going to admit this is kind of like married women admitting their body count. I mean, sorry, women admitting their body count. Never going to get the true um, number. But you have to also think, where is this going? Why are more women doing this? If there's $5.6 billion flowing through this site, that means there's a lot of women on this site. This isn't just going to the top 1%. This is being spread around. So let's take a look. Apparently, an actress that was on the television show, The Sopranos, she's one of the latest people here that, uh, the New York Post is promoting their OnlyFans. New York Post tends to promote OnlyFans, all right? Um, they'll, they'll create a story, or the, um, some marketer will come up with a story that is somewhat outlandish, and then the woman will have, I, I went on eight dates, and I didn't do this, all right? And then they'll put it on New York Post, and then they'll talk about it, and then at the bottom, they'll say, this girl's OnlyFans is blah, 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 right? I've caught on to this, so I tend not to share New York Post stories that are outlandish about women. It's just mostly a promotion for their OnlyFans. But in this case, I just want to show you, women are turning to this type of behavior. Okay, they're turning to this. Whether they're celebrities, mainstream, girls at work, um, you know, have regular jobs, and they want, maybe want to quit it, teachers, doctors, nurses, we've shown you that they're turning to this type of activity. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Not only that, they're also married women turning to this activity. I have a, I saw it on Instagram. This woman is the OnlyFans. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. This woman has OnlyFans, and she's an Instagram model, and she's fully married. I actually was on, on an um, internet show called Soscast, Valuetainment, and there was a wife on OnlyFans in the studio. She was one of the uh, guests, and she was treated with kid gloves. Nobody challenged her. I was the villain of the show. All right, but more wives are doing this. More wives are doing this. So, again, let's take it out of the context of this is the incels and the virgins and the simps. What you're seeing is the mainstream adapting to what's going on. This is the alleged woman. I can't show that, but this is the woman here looking like Master Splinter, okay? So, we're seeing here, this is the barbarian at the gate, which is going to be the next segment. And I know a lot of guys, you're normalizing OnlyFans. I'm normalizing it. It's $5. billion going across the site. I'm not normalizing it. It's where we're going. It's where we're going. You can adapt or die. What you want me to do. Uh, this is the woman here. Uh, you see here. There it is. I mean, listen, I don't know what she's going to make on this site. But she's just one. I mean, I, she's one of many. And here she is on, looks like an Instagram live promoting her OnlyFans link going live. All right, so, and this is a woman who played a character on The Sopranos. Let me see. Oh, she's 51. Holy mackerel. 51. I didn't know that. Her name, I can't give you her name. Okay, she played a character on Sopranos. I'm, I, trust me, I've never seen the show. But a 51-year-old actress, 
It's now on OnlyFans, all right? And you can get a subscription for $15 a month. I'm not promoting it. I'm not promoting her site. But there you go right there, guys. There you go. And, uh, yes, for better or for worse, sure, there's going to be some repercussions later on down the line. The internet is forever. Her pictures are going to get leaked. It could be used against her. It could prevent her from being married. There's a lot going on here that men want this vindication. Well, they're going to pay for it in the end. Okay, we already acknowledge that, <laughs> right? We already acknowledge that. Is that stopping them from doing it? Nope, it's not. It's not stopping them from doing it, and it is what it is. So get used to it, guys. I don't know what to tell you out here. The barbarian is at the gate, and as you can tell by the activities of these individuals, seems to be uh, peak desperation. And because of our economy, uh, people don't know how to fit in, and they got to get in where they fit in. So you're seeing a lot of what we call junior college activity. Um, You're seeing a lot of women turning to this or turning to forms and variations of this. It is just where we are. But I warned you of this in my book, The Evolution, called it the barbarian at the gate. And the barbarian is no longer at the gate. The barbarian's inside. So if people struggle with the economy, people are struggling to pay rent, people are going homeless, people are what? They're complaining that they can't afford the basic needs. This is something I warned you about four years ago, okay? This is what I warned you about. And I have various podcasts of me talking about this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you the that, I, that I presented this at 21 Studios, I think two years ago or three years ago. I can't remember, but take a look. And the barbarian is at the gate today. He's here. He's outside the gate. He's ready to come in. Now, when the barbarian comes in, this is a mythical figure that I created. When the barbarian comes in, there's no negotiating with the barbarian. Does he look like he wants to listen to anything that I have to say? See, the point that I was making here, and I'm not going to play the whole video fair use, shout out to 21 Studios and the 21 Convention. My point that I was making, when I said the barbarian is at the gate, I said when the barbarian finally gets through and the barbarian is here, there's no negotiating. And what I'm hearing from men, unfortunately, is they're trying to negotiate the barbarian. They're trying to like, but coach, you're normalizing this. But coach, what do we do now? It's too late. I told you it's too late. The barbarian's in. There's no negotiation. Meaning you're trying to now rationalize when the shit is on fire, right? And the barbarian starts lighting and torching shit on fire. But I gave you the warning long time ago. I told you we were going here. And the reason why I warned you is because once we start feeling it, the normies are going to start, they're going to start feeling it. They're going to be like, oh no, but it's too late. By the way, CGA, 2024 CGA for 2024 don't a ninja look presidential don't a ninja look presidential up there with the Florida and the American flag CGA for America 2024 all right I need to be running it's the great coach Alini is here new 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 world order the barbarian is at the gate listen to a little bit more of me telling you this and this was before uh this is right at 2020 when I presented this he has one mission and one mission only, and that is to destroy and take the spoils of war, which in the history of our living civilization, 200,000 years, the spoils of war have always been women. They've never been the protector. They've never been the securer. But in our society, I'm banking on from what we know that they would do that because we're equal. There's no hierarchy. They're capable. They're strong and independent. 
right? Right? We're assuming when the barbarian shows up, we're all going to be together fighting, right? Or am I wrong? That's wrong. Because as we know, let a flood come in here tonight. And you jump in a boat before a woman. They are not having that. Let a mosquito let the electricity go out. The Wi-Fi, TikTok, Facebook. Facebook went out the other day. And then you look at presidential out here. Look at your boy out here, presidential. By the way, what we're seeing now is women go, I need help. Help, help, right? And so let's, let's take you to an example. People are looking for help and they're looking for solutions. Let's take you to a young woman that is now feeling the barbarian. Okay, let me see if I can pull it up here. Here okay. it is right here. Here it is right here. This is a young woman here. Another common video of this. And it's somewhat silly to me now. You should have saw this coming. So there's another strong and independent possible single mother who thought she was going to keep doing it and make a lot of money and be CEO by 30. And now they're struggling. Here we go. It's going to go back to where you can work and support your family without fucking stressing out. Seriously. My bills alone are $3,000 a month. I'm a single mom who receives fucking like $300 a month in child support for two kids. I can't do this. What I tell you, <laughs> listen, this is not the only one. Now, anybody who sounds like this, I think you're a jackass, right? I'm like, you're, you should have saw this coming. You guys painted yourself in this corner. And I feel bad because I've been in bad financial shape and I could be this in the future, Probably not. I got too much hustle and grind. Yeah, man. But, 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 you can't do one anymore. You dug yourself a hole. You're a single mother. You're young. You already left a man or a man left you. You went to go get that child support check and you thought you was going to get paid. You thought that was going to fill in the gap. It's not. It's only $300 for two kids because he went in there and didn't report his income. Yo, dumbass thought it was going to happen and you, you, you lost that fight. Now you don't have a daddy and you don't have a good sufficient enough check. You made those decisions on your own. Not only that, let's go down. This, this economy traditionally is not good for women to be solo workers owning their own home and shit like that. But y'all double, triple, quadruple down on it. And now here you lie. This is 70 years in the work. You guys double down on it. Now the barbarian is kicking your ass. I told you this was going to happen. I've been preaching this for 20, since 2018, but I've been telling the normies about it on Facebook since 2012. I was like, we're in trouble. Now, you want people to solve the problem. Unfortunately, too many people bit this apple. Okay. Too many people bit, and now you're in too deep. You're in too deep. There's no recovery. Hey, listen, there's no recovery from this. I'm just letting you know, we're not going to recover from this. This is going to be another 10 years of going down this hill. All right. And I'm going to show you, give you proof here in a minute. Here we go. Anymore. I work every single day. And you will be a wage slave from here on out. I know. Listen, listen, I know I'm, I, I'm not. Listen, I'm just, I'm just a person that tells you how things go. This is why they call me. This is why they call me Coach Diamonds. You're going to be a wage slave from here on out. Your job is not going to make you rich. This is what you chose. You chose this path. You voted this in. You asked for this, right? You asked for this. And you avoided any other possibility of you actually bettering your situation, meaning that now that you have a kid, now that you have a baby daddy, now that you're a wage slave, 
You ain't getting married. Nobody's saving you. OnlyFans or the JUCO, it is. OnlyFans or the JUCO, it is. That's it. And we're seeing evidence that that's what women are doing. All right? You're de-evolving, a.k.a. it's de-evolution time. When I wrote the book, De-Evolution, this is what I meant. It's de-evolution time. They're de-evolving back to Eve. They're de-evolving back to prostitution. They're, I'm telling you, this is what the entire book is about. I'm like, we're, they're in trouble. Not only are they in trouble, men are in trouble too. It's not just going to be them that suffers. We're going to be the ones taking the first bullets or we'll be the first uh, chain gang. It's like, we'll, we'll be the first people thrown in the gulag. All right. Uh, but, 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 but people didn't believe me. But this is the average American now. Here we go. I get maybe a day off. Sometimes if I'm lucky, I'll get two fucking days off. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of this. And I fucking forgot to pay my daughter's braces. And now I have to bring her in for them to remove them. Because Wow. God damn. Now that's a bind right there. I'm in a bind, Nate. That's a bind, fam. That is a bind. You didn't. <laughs> Sheesh. And you for you didn't forget to pay your dad your daughter's braces. You didn't forget. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And I fucking forgot to pay my daughter's braces. And now I have to bring her in for them to remove them because I can't afford to pay it all off at once. I got a question, ma'am. You certainly do have a nice pair of sunglasses right there. Oh, your hair dye looks on point. In fact, your eyelash technician actually got your shit on point. And that nose ring and that chain and those eyebrows are on fleek. Now, and your makeup, your Sephora kit is lit. Now, there's money, but you're not putting it in the right places. Now, whose fault is that? Man, I'm telling you, man, we in trouble with these women. Game over. Okay, we're in trouble. Because their priorities are out of whack, fam. <laughs> yeah. And that is definitely some leather interior I see on that vehicle. I am so sick of this country. I'm so sick of how expensive everything fucking is. Something needs to happen. Where I live, rent is insane. A two bedroom is fucking two grand. I can't go to the grocery store and get a week's worth of fucking groceries without spending $300, $400. See, here's the thing, man. I know people, I'm, this is where my traditionalism comes in. And I say, you know, feminism lied to you. I'm no longer an anti-feminist. I think it freed men. We should be pro-feminism at this point because being anti-feminism is counterproductive. All right. It's only going to help us out at this point when they double down on it. But of course they need help and they didn't need no man too. Right. Body count don't matter. Any. Why aren't you a wife? Go be, go be somebody's wife. You're probably never going to catch up financially. In fact, your peak earning years, you're about to pass that up. Right, you're about to pass that up. That glass ceiling gonna hit you fast. Okay, so but nope, this is not an option for them. Unfortunately, I believe the only way around this is family and tradition. Go back to as much traditionalism as we can and stop viewing women as being independent and capable. They're not. Overwhelmingly, they're not. They need help, especially in this economy. And if they choose to go this path, it's their fault. Only their fault. Let's continue. Gas alone, almost $4 a gallon. I have to drive all over my town for my job because I clean houses. Yeah, and that's never going to be a sufficient job. Again, a lot of female, a lot of women's jobs 
are supplemental at best. I've been saying this for a long time, and I wrote about this. They're supplemental jobs. They're never meant to be jobs that you could, that you could care for yourself. But what happens is she'd be like, we should make more than minimum wage. No, we shouldn't. Your job could be supplemental to a good family. But what we've done is we've blown these jobs up to be more than supplemental. Oh, I got a full-time job. And these jobs are anything but so that when something happens, these are the first jobs that are cut. And these jobs can't keep up with inflation, the economy, corporations raising the prices, price gouging. It can't keep up. So now we're at a catch-22. What does she do now? Well, she's stuck. Let's continue. Yeah, lazy girl jobs. I'm so sick of it. Something needs to be done. Somebody needs to do something. <laughs> well, let's go back. Ladies and gentlemen, the barbarian does not negotiate. There's no negotiating with the barbarian. The barbarian is not at the gate. The barbarian is swinging. And I told you, once the barbarian gets inside, there's no negotiation. There's no solutions. There's no time to find solutions. The barbarian is using a hatchet and fire and tearing shit up. That's where we are. Sorry. Sorry. I warned you. Something. These prices are insane. It's ridiculous. Nobody can fucking survive like this, especially if you're alone, you're single. <laughs> this, this shit writes itself. Go get a husband and go start cooking and cleaning for that husband. Because as, as much as people are going to say I'm wrong for telling her to cook and clean for her husband, ask me what is her job? What's her income source? I'll wait. What's her main income source? How does she get money now? She literally cleans for a living. You make that shit make sense. But she will refuse to cook or clean. Now make it make sense. Now somebody got to do something. <laughs> right? Not somebody. I'm telling you, man, they got the shit ass backwards. Whoever is raising these women, like the few women that benefit, my, my opinion is, and this is a long segment, my opinion is that feminism has only benefited like 20% of women. The rest of the women have had a uh, adverse effect, but they bought it. They didn't win. And now we have to pay for it. You can't like, do I have to get a fucking roommate and rent out my son's room and move him in my room? Like this country sucks. Oh, now it the country sucks. sucks. No, 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 no. It didn't suck when you were sucking off that man, whoever put them babies in you. It didn't suck then. It didn't suck when you were swallowing, uh, uh, smoking weed and, and taking antidepressants. It didn't suck when you was out there partying hot girl summer. It didn't suck then. All right. <laughs> now it's the country's fault. No, it's all your fault, baby. It's all your fault. I'm sick of it. And I'm tired. And imagine now, imagine you come into this woman's life. Imagine you come into this woman's life. She is mentally not able to pair bond, she's mentally not able to love the man. She's mentally not able to bring forth what the man needs as a help meet. She's gone. So if I come into her life, just metaphorically, and shit, I will fold her up for a rent day or two. But if I came into her life, she's already mentally gone. That she's needing me for not love, not marriage. She's needing me for the money. Anybody she gets in a relationship with, 
now has to make six figures and have to make all this shit and have her own house and car, which most men her age do not have. So she'll have to see me at the junior college in the interim. And then she'll look back 10 years is gone and she still hasn't found that man. She going to be cooked, filleted, and sauteed and barbecued. It's barbecue in there. 10 years wasted. Now she's 38. Now she's 38. And now it's it's gone then. I mean, she got to turn it in now. She's in pure desperation. Here we go. God, and I'm pissed. Fucking venting. And venting on the internet ain't going to help. But of course, you probably got a couple of dollars, man. OnlyFans is always hiring here. Check this out. Barbarians at the gate. This woman has done some, uh, uh, and listen, I'm not going to vouch for their numbers, but I, I find these things interesting and I play them for you so you can think about this. Our economy is in a dire straits and this person is going to play a video or use some math, girl math, to determine that we are actually in a depression that is worse than the Great Depression. I believe we've been in a recession many, many times in the last three years. All right, some of these quarters that we've had have been definitely in a repression. I mean, a recession. But even President Biden's cabinet, they'll say we, we're not even in an official recession. Come on, I mean, you'd be a moron to think that. But listen to these numbers in relationship to what was the income and the cost of living in the Great Depression and what it is today. Listen up, listen up. Barbarians at the gate. Here it is. Talk today that made me stop in my tracks. We are living in the silent depression. This guy believes we are not just living in worse than the Great Depression. We're living in the silent depression. The average annual income in 1930 for an American individual was a little over $4,800. Sounds like nothing. But if you adjust that for inflation, a little over $4,800 a year in 1930 is equivalent to almost $85,000 annually for the average salary for one person. All right, so interesting enough, uh, yeah, man, um, you know, people didn't make a lot of money back in the day. I mean, even in the 50s and 60s, people made eight, $9,000 a year out of college. All right, but in today's world, our numbers are so high, but we have less to do with it, right? So we don't make fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year, but can't live off of it. It's weird, right? But um, let's look at what that means in modern terms. Right now, the average annual salary is $56,000 a year. We currently are making less than the height of the Great Depression. In 1930, gas was on average 10 cents a gallon. That would be about $1.73. In case you haven't filled up your car lately, average cost of a gallon of gas is $3.55. To buy a new car in 1930 would have been about $860. It's worth about 15 grand. The average cost of a new car today is $48,000. And of course, the most coveted aspect of the American dream, being able to buy a house in 1930 cost about $3,900, less than $70,000. I spend way too much time on Zillow, so maybe this isn't surprising to me, but the average price of a home in America today is $416,000. How could we be living through worst cost of living and wages than 1930? And no politician, no media outlet, no one is talking about it. R wrong. That's Bidenomics. It's about growing an economy by strengthening the middle class. I heard yeah. a new term. Uh, man, nobody's talking about it. CGA been talking about it. Actually had a guy who had an economics degree trying to debate me on this back in 2019 saying I was all wrong. And I was like, no, I'm not. All right, we headed, we headed to some disastrous times here. Uh, but, um, you know, this is more about more than Democratic Republican, right? 
I'm telling you to make some adjustments to what your mindset and your expectations are. Even if you had a job today and you went up from 80K to 100K, you would almost not even feel it. People don't understand that. You wouldn't even feel it. You would have to go from 30K to 100K to feel the difference. Even going from 50 to 80, you wouldn't even barely feel it. I mean, it's just an extra few hundred dollars a month. Maybe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, after taxes, it's an extra $400 a month, right? It would help, but it won't take you to riches. It's even getting difficult to make 100K and feel like you're wealthy. I've actually showed you data related to that, especially if you live in a metropolis. I know if you live in Midland, Texas, it's different. But that's where we're going because the cost of living is going up. But look, this is all stuff we've chosen. This is all stuff we've chosen to do. And that's what my main, main point of this is. I want people to understand we chose this. Every single bit of it was a decision, a vote, a agenda, a anti-marriage, a single mother, uh, I'll raise the kid on my own, a divorce. People forget about that shit. You caused this on your own. You did this. You did this. It wasn't a president. Yeah, I'm sure that what, what they're doing is taking advantage of you. They're actually adjusting it so as to make you a slave wage person. So when Biden, Trump, Bush, yeah, they've done it. They've raided the coffers. They stole your money, but they did it with your approval. They did it with your approval. They, you voted it. You bailed them out. You, you said yes. You, you chicked the little scantron. You did this on your own. Not only did you do this, your decision-making caused this. And that was the point of my book, The Evolution. Now, here's the deal. How do you get out of it? It's going to have to be people making the right choices along the line and then swinging this around the next 50 to 60 years. We got to start choosing right instead of choosing wrong and then making everybody else try to fix your problems and clean up your shit. We consented to it. We voted for it. We asked for it. You followed other people. You party. You drank. You smoked. And you did all of that shit. You fornicated. You produced children outside of the family. And you avoided marriage. You avoided submitting to your husband and being a helpmeet. You avoided it. You empowered yourself. And all the way down the line, now you want everybody else to fix your shit. Bullshit. I feel no sorrow for people like this. You asked for it. All of it. All of it. All right? Yes. And the powers that be, they stole your money. All right, let me get to the super chats now. The powers that be stole your money, but they stole it with your approval and your consent. Anyway, that's what they did. So listen, I can't blame them because I would do the same thing to you because you're setting everything up for them to do it. Anyway, let me hear here. He said, and that's not happening, and that's a fact. We're not going back to that. And that to me, it's the only solution. Let's get in here. Snap Fix, Snap Tech, says women will spend money on looks first, fun second, and then bills third if they have anything left over. Then ask, which you didn't finish it. I'm pretty sure you're typing now. But why do women do this? We have to now, we know it, but we have to understand why they do it. Why does a woman tend to spend more money on their looks first and their bills last. 
so that at the end of the month, they're in a bind. Why do they do that? I'm in a bind, Nate. When we understand why, we can understand, we can understand women. We can understand why we're in deep shit. It's not enough to just say that that's what they do. We have to understand why they do it. And then when we understand why they do it, then we can give them accountability. We can be less likely to bail them out or take advantage of the scenario when they say, hey, daddy, I'm in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Why do they do that? Because the looks help them pay the bills. Exactly. What they're banking on is that they can use their looks to get dinner, use their looks to get money, use their looks to get a job. See, their looks help them with the money. They almost, even at the, the lowest point, they can put makeup, do their hair, go to a bar, go to a nightclub, go to a cigar bar, go to a concert. They can actually possibly win the lottery from a guy that can help them out. That's why they do that. In the back of their mind, they'll go, this is currency. I can use this to perhaps. <laughs> now that we know that, you can better understand how to not be, uh, how to avoid the bullshit. See, that's the, how the red bill works. Because if you don't accept that reality, you're going to be victimized by that. Because all she has to do is bat her eyes. She can do her eyelashes. Bat her eyes, and you falling for it. It is what it is. And then you, don't, then you don't hate them for it. You can say, well, let's negotiate. <laughs> All right? What is it that you need? Oh, I'm behind two months on rent. Okay, maybe we can catch up on a perhaps 15 days. Come on in. Indeed. Come on in. Get him, daddy. <laughs> right? But instead, she'll be like, I love you, and I'm looking for love. I'm a virtuous person, and I just wanted somebody to marry. I'm a good woman. And then you'll be like, I'll take it. Okay, baby. She'll walk your monkey ass down the aisle and then stick you for your paper. Mm. <laughs> right? Anyway, man, understand why they do it. All right? Then you can understand them, and then there's no misunderstanding. What's your price? How much do you really need right now? How much do you really need now? Like, I know you're behind two months, but what do you need now? Like, what can you, what can you put up with? Uh, 10 days, I'll give you 10 days worth of your back rent. <laughs> All right? Because she's sitting up there like, Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. <laughs> Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. All right, anyway. Cam, shout out to you, says champ out fam. We back. Shout out to you, Jones G. Ninjas better learn to pivot. Yeah, they better learn to pivot out here. No government name, BH. Thank you for that cash app. Shout out to your boy, Scoop. Been killing it lately, TG. IF out here, indeed. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Indeed. All right, what are we doing here? <laughs> but listening to sob stories now is a no-go. Listening to sob stories now is a no-go. We got our brother here or sister. Are we going to say it's a brother? Sean C. CGI. I used to say a lot of similar things to my friends of mine when I was 17. Now I am 29 or 29. Yeah. And they always look at me crazy, but now they see. Yep. They, all, they thought you were crazy. He says free agent lifestyle is the one of the only ways. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Free agent lifestyle for life. Indeed. <laughs> Tree says, we're going to call you Tree. 
Tree says, where did the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe stereotype come from? I always thought hoop jewelry was an African culture thing. He says, I, uh, she says, I feel like a beauty queen in big hoop earrings. Shout out to you. I, she asks honest questions. I, I love Tree, by the way. She asks honest questions. Every now and then, you know, I have to lay into her a little bit. Look, woman. But understand that certain things identified certain women. Well, and what that did was distinguishes one group of women from the other. Typically, prostitutes wore certain things that distinguished them from regular women so that you could see that they're celibates. And women avoided those certain things as to not look like the prostitute. So big umbrellas, big eyelashes, excessive makeup, high hair, all right, fur, uh, fur coats, high heels in Hawaii, Kalakaua Avenue, Clear high heels, stilettos, hoop earrings. These things are skeezer attire. <laughs> and it's always been skeezer attire. Unfortunately, we've allowed the regular women to melt into the skeezers. And thus, now it's hard to distinguish skeezers from not skeezers, right? So hoop earrings were indicative. Yep, long fingernails. These were all prostitute active wear. But now it's regular girl active wear, and that's what happened. Now, I told you the story about in Rome where blonde, yeah, blonde hair is another skeezer activity, especially for non-blondes. But blonde hair in ancient Rome was used to distinguish regular women, regular working class women, and upper class women from prostitutes. In fact, it was said that mythology-wise or history-wise, they made any working girls dye their hair blonde. They made them dye their hair blonde so as to distinguish them from the regular woman. Now, what do you think happened? Exactly what's happening today. What was said to have happened was the women became jealous because the blonde women were getting attention from the men. So when they were out, they noticed that more men would watch the blondes and not pay attention to the brunettes. So then those women because the attention was going to the working girls, started dyeing their hair blonde. You cannot make that shit up. Here's your boy. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. Every time I say that, give Kevin Samuels a RIP. But so the regular women were so jealous and so interested as why the attention was flowing that way, they started to have their dye their hair blonde. This is why blondes have more fun. This is why blondes are seen to be more easy in red uh, dinghy. This is why black women dye their hair blonde or wear a blonde wig. <laughs> History repeats itself. And the overwhelming that we have to understand is where we stand today is no different from the past. Women's intentionally, uh, attention is always their currency. So what we see now is, you know, uh, LL had that lyric, bamboo earrings, at least two pair, Fendi bag and a bad attitude. All right, standing on the bus stop, sucking on the iPod. What do people do? When we get to the stereotypes later, you're going to see that, oh, that's what men like. Then they mimic it. Then more and more normie women mimic it, but they don't understand you're mimicking what people are describing as an easy, floozy, uh, either a skeezer or a working girl. But anyway, thanks for asking that honest question. I'm here to teach. Did I get macaroni, Tony? I did. Let's get let's get uh, super chats and then uh, and then uh, we'll catch up. Uh, what are we doing right here? I gotta go all the way back. 
Shout out to um Con. I can't get your name right. Mr. C. Oriano, I can't get your name right. He says, Coach Greg Goggins in the building. <laughs> All right, yes, indeed. All right, Kevin, the software tester says, hey, Coach, could we have a money mindset on in- infinite banking? Okay, yeah, Um, I actually was going to see if our guy was going to come over and talk about credit. But uh, thank you for that suggestion, indeed. And a replay should be up this weekend. Mystical free agent lifestyle, CGA is the GOAT. You have changed my and many other men's lives. Karma works in the positive, no doubt. You'll be getting a bag after free, after being free, after free from the system. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming, guys. Don't think this is the end. Vincent Dean says, side note, Pron Hub has blocked its site in a few states because the laws are being passed that are trying to require IDs to choke the chicken. Well, that ain't going to happen. George M. says, the girl from last night's talking about misconstrued had you pissed. All right, yes, she's not coming to the crib. CBK. And it's EK Buike. Good to see you, brother. The resident Nigerian. Hey, brother. He says, I'm 27, making over 100K. Was about to move to Dallas from Florida, but after reviewing the marriage laws and the STD numbers, I think it's time for monk mode. I know, man. Dallas is out there burning. Harvey, uh, Henry, Henry Resilient. If Lori Harvey had OnlyFans, non-virgins would pay. Um, does it, I'm surprised she doesn't have an OnlyFans. John A says, good morning, CGA. I was with my mom and sis. Quote, I want to know what love is, was playing in the back. And my sis and I sang the chorus. And my mom said she wants to know as well after divorcing my father. <laughs> All right. Anyway, J Lex podcast. Shout out to you. I'll never understand why minimum skill jobs require a living wage. You work a low skill job and people fighting for higher wages. Get a real skill. I, I'm saying the same thing. And I say this not just for women. I say this for people looking for um, job ideas. This is why we have the money mindset on Sundays. If you, you got to understand, some jobs are not going to make you have livable wages. That's the nature of employment. So because you have a job doesn't mean you're going to be able to be self-sufficient. Thus, sometimes the job that you have is a low-skill job. But that doesn't mean you should be able to feed a family of four, right? That doesn't mean... Sometimes you get underpaid. And I think because we're desperate for jobs, we actually get paid significantly less for the jobs we're doing. So that is actually happening as well, right? People say we should get paid to do... do we should get paid more to do this job. What they'll do is just figure out how to pay you, um, pay somebody less that's in a desperate need and or they'll figure out technology to replace you. But let's get this straight. If you're working a low skill job, you are not going to be making livable wages. In fact, if we did pay you livable wages, we're going to go into deep recession. There's no way, fam. There's no way. Condo Riano. Condo Riano says preferring to cook and clean for strangers over your husband and kids is still the top 10 red pills I've received above about modern women to this day. Coach, please send it. That one again is the wonderful rip. The wonderful red pill space has asked that question. 
most of the jobs that women do are jobs that they probably would have done at home. In fact, um, stay-at-home moms have been arguing that they should make six figures because they do all of these invisible jobs, invisible work. And these jobs, if they would put themselves on the market, they would earn $130,000 a year. So what they're looking at it is the monetary value as opposed to the value you would bring back to your family if you're doing it. And I understand that. It gives them a sense of belonging, belief. It gives them a sense of empowerment. And it gives them a sense of, hey, I'm contributing. But the ultimate contribution that women make is going to be the things that are not, um, that you cannot be compensated for. I didn't make the rules. This is just how nature works. Yes, it kind of sucks for them. But it kind of sucks to be a woman sometimes. You know what I mean? Because it's, they, 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 I tell you, the plight of the ladies. You guys want to hear this? It, I, it would suck to be, you know, listen, I, I feel for you ladies. It would be suck to be a woman sometimes. I get it. It's hard to be a woman. I doesn't say it's easy. It's not easy. I don't say it's easy. Like you're a fully grown adult, but you're an incapable fully grown adult, right? The things that you can do as a fully grown adult, you just really can't do. That's frustrating as hell. Like every day you wake up and you're like, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a fully developed human being, but still kind of childish, right? Childish emotionally, childish strength wise. Like you still like, not like fully capable many, many times. Like, people got to lower the bar for you. People got to pick you up. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, damn. That would piss me the hell off when I wake up. You know what I mean? That would make me feel a certain way. The things that you do. The things that you do, you don't really get rewarded for monetarily. People got to prop the system up, give you false encouragement. Good girl. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird like that. It's kind of, I would, I would hate to be that. You can't keep yourself under control emotionally. You like Roger Rabbit, you know what I mean? It's like, like you can't like tell a story. Like you can't be like, I'm strong. And then you'll tell a story and you'll start crying out of nowhere. I don't know why I'm crying. Well, I know why. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> this shit is kind of weird. I would, I would feel a certain way too. By the way, this is not just exclusive for women. There are men that do this as well, but listen. Like, like, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like, I get, you know, every day you got to live with this idea. Like, all right, if I get a flat tire, I'm screwed. Mm. <laughs> like, for me, I'll be like, I get a flat tire. Oh, well, ho-hum. All right, let me get to work. I don't want to put grease on my pants, but it is part of the job. They walk outside. I don't need no help flat tire they're like oh my god what do i have to do now i have to suck off the tow truck driver you know what i mean it's like they can't open the jar they be like open this jar it's a plight that i understand i i'm i'm with you there's ladies you know what i mean yeah you make the wrong decision out of emotion but you know you're making a wrong decision. You know you done flipped out, and you know you're going to make the wrong decision. I don't need you, and you walk off into midnight. Then the big bad wolf come up. You knew you made the wrong decision. You're like, damn, all right. <laughs> Just <laughs> it's, it's a sucky plight, but I didn't make the rules. You're not mad at me. You're mad at God. Take that up with God, and let's make a deal. Take that up with God and let's make a deal. Don't take it out on me. Don't take it out on me. 
That's all I ask. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, anyway, what was I talking about? Let's keep let's move it on here. I got a super chat. Hodge says I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy for these clowns. The amount of people I've heard say they're struggling and spending five to seven hundred dollars a month on weed and alcohol and still refuse to stop saving money is insane. It's all self-inflicted. Facts. Facts. Okay. <laughs> Facts. It's all self-inflicted. Speaking of, dude, I don't know, man. Let me get into the main event because I was going to talk about alcohol and depression. That was a good segue. In fact, let me just breeze over it really quick here because um, I want to get into this main event. I want to dig into these people's chests about these stereotypes. And I perceive it's going to take a long time. But, uh, oh, there's me again. All right, but uh, let's put this up here. Antidepressants. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, this medication early in life. And um, people use this as a bailout to escape accountability and or escape their reality, right? And they also use booze and weed for this. And it's a lack of discipline. And it's causing people to be sedated and lazy. Now, if you enjoy it, you're all good. I don't care, man. But if you can enjoy it and be responsible, for, fine. But these type of things, it just doesn't lead to anything positive coming your way. And you're mostly going to complain and you're going to complain that you have some sort of mental health or some sort of uh, you're, you're disabled or some shit like that. And if and uh, and uh, you're depressed. And, but but at the end of it is booze, alcohol and antidepressants. All right. And here it is right here. I've been telling you this. Consider this before you put your children on this, because it says right here, many people taking antidepressants discover they can't quit. In fact, it's. The statistics are relatively low of Americans. Some 15.5 million Americans have taken medication for at least five years. All right, long-term use of antidepressants is surging in the United States. And oftentimes you will find out nearly 25 million adults right here have been on antidepressants for at least two years, a 60% increase since 2010. But you will find that many of them can't kick the habit. Prescription rate, rates have doubled over the past decade in Britain. In New Zealand, where prescriptions are also at a historic high, a survey of long-term users found that withdrawals were the most common complaint, citing by, cited by three-quarters of long-time users. So if you start this, more than likely you can't stop. In fact, some data will tell us only 6% of people can actually stop long-term use. Now, there is some alternative data here, and these people here are saying that almost half of those long-term antidepressant users can stop without relapsing, okay? So there is some data here, but I was going to spend more time on this, but um, I just don't have the time today. But I think uh, people starting this usage without making corrections in our life, the positive corrections that we talk about, that Jordan Peterson is talking about, that this guy's going to talk about right here, without making the proper corrections first and just seeking that this has helped first is going to damage you longer. And then you're going to end up you know, in a hole somewhere, meaning that you're going to try to figure out what your solutions uh, you, you are. Get total uh, but shout, shout out to this guy. I don't know who he is. I don't co-sign for him, but I like this part of the segment where he talks about uh, your personal responsibility in taking antidepressants, booze, and weed. And if you're a mother and you put your kids on antidepressants, you should be locked up. That's just my personal opinion. You should be locked up, all right, for drugging your kids. All right, so anyway, let's continue. You get these, like, <clears throat> we get these withdrawal symptoms that are totally, they're physical symptoms. Like I had trouble at one point during that first 100 days, even keeping my balance. Okay. So when I say physical symptoms of withdrawal, like really bad shit, like bad shit. After the 100, and by the way, when I went and got put on them, it wasn't like I went and asked for them. It was like, 
you know, that my doctor was like, so do you think you're pretty stressed about, and I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm super fucking stressed. You know, I'm running a business from the ground up. It's fucking it's hard as shit. Well, here, I want you to try these. And By the way, this gentleman, the name is Andy Frizzella. Andy Frizzella. Again, I don't know him. I don't know him personally. I've never reviewed his content. This video was suggested to me, and it kind of talks about what I talk about. And this is a guy that experienced antidepressant use, alcohol, and marijuana use. All right, so now he's going to talk about a doctor he went to to help him with his stress of running his business is suggesting antidepressants or anti-stress man anti-anxiety medication. Let's continue. And you'll see how these work for you. Mm. That's how I got on. It was that fucking easy. Okay. And then you're fucking stressed. You know, I'm running a business from the ground up. It's fucking it's hard as shit. Well, here, I want you to try these and, and you'll see how these work for you. Mm. That's how I got on. It was that fucking easy. Okay. And then you can't get off of them. Yeah. And then for years and years and years and years and years, I got to pay for them. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's a fucking scam. All right. And like I said before, if you're not eating right, if you're not controlling what you control, if you're not work, moving your body, if you're not eating the right foods, if you're not drinking enough water, if you're not getting enough sunlight, if, if you're not doing these things and controlling, if you're not putting the right information in your brain, by the way, that's the live hard program. Okay. If you're not doing these things before you go get on an antidepressant, you're doing yourself a massive disservice. Now that's facts. I mean, I played Jordan Peterson saying similar. Andrew Tate has said similar. I've said similar for a long time. All right. And I've been in the fitness industry and I say this professionally, not to judge professionally, the best way to recover from some of your shit, your low points in life. And it is not an absolute, but it's going to be better than jumping on drugs is to kick booze, antidepressants and weed. Not I mean, not try to get on it, but get what? Sunlight, active exercise, have some sex, right? Eat right, wake up at a proper time, go to bed at a proper time. Exercise, get some sleep. That's what I've been promoting for a long time. If you actually start, somebody says, Dr. Berg says similar. Those are priority one, but I've often found that the priority one for other people is to jump on the pills, Right? I'm like, you could actually solve 80% of this shit if you actually did what? Get some sunlight, go outside, touch grass, touch some ass, get some sleep, hit the gym, wake up, go to sleep before 11, 11 p.m., wake up at 6. That's pro Get some water in your system. Stop smoking weed, drinking alcohol. Those are the things that are going to change your life. Then you'll start to find purpose. Stop messing with fat, fat women. For me, it's the fat women for sure. Listen, I listen. we can enjoy them, but that kills your self-esteem. I'm just letting you know because they're not in good. They're not in good mental health either. And you are what you eat and you are who you sleep with. I believe in sexual transmutation. So if they're not in good mental health and you're fornicating with them, well, you're not going to be in good mental health. If they're not in good physical health and you're fornicating with them on an active diet of them where 80% of who you fornicate with is that, well, you are what you eat. It's going to mess your self-esteem up. Sure, you're going to bust a nut, but it's going to mess your self-esteem up. So anyway, watch out for your vices. If you're, you're gambling and you're broke, you're broke dating, That'll be another thing that'll mess you up. You're dating while broke. Men and women, you're dating while broke. It's going to mess you up. You're going to make decisions and be associating with people that you should not. But anyway, I was going to go on longer about this, 
but I'm not because I got to get to this main event. All right. Do I have the right thing up here? I do. But do me a favor. Hit the like button. We're over a thousand likes. I got to go ahead and do some programming and I have to play some videos for station identification. You're listening to the greatest show on YouTube, the best edutainment here, bar none, the best show on the platform. So consider yourself lucky. <laughs> Shout out to the coach gang. Here we go. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. That the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who... <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. Now. I hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Extra I could do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now. 5-11. Let's Hey, we back in here, man. Let's get to the main event. I'm going to catch up on all these Super Chats for the weekend out here. Brothers, let's get to the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right, Coach Greg Adams is back on the air. Appreciate you letting me take care of a little bit of business. Let's get it up here. Hold on for a second. That's what she said. For some reason, I can't find my banner. Here it is. Bam, and you say goddamn the three stereotypes of choice. Pro blacks, calm down. This is not going to be a direct attack, but this is going to be something that people don't know about. Some people are going to be review information. Let's talk about the three stereotypes that you will see women, mostly in the community, commonly use and celebrate as a form of empowerment. But what they don't understand is they're actually living very, very, very dangerous and offensive stereotypes and not coming off of it when challenged. What are those three stereotypes? Well, the three stereotypes that they use are going to be, and I don't even know if I have this in order. And no, this is, this is not up for discussion. Okay, so I'll give you examples of this as I go along. Um, I thought I had this ready, and I did not. Hold on for a second. It seems like you're ready. Okay, the three stereotypes, I'll just tell you. The three stereotypes are the Mammy, the Sapphire, and the Jezebel. The Mammy... The stereotype, sorry, the Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. Now, yesterday I went in exclusively on the Sapphire characteristic, and people were enlightened by this, and I hope you are. If you have a deep understanding of history, definitely post peculiar institution, post antebellum society. Black women had a certain characteristics about themselves that people made when they were on the plantation. And this is still seen steep in our entertainment history, the nanny goat, social media, and so forth. In fact, women are volunteering for this. And when they're challenged, they'll say, hey, you can't tell me what to do. In essence, proving the stereotype right. Now, this is not just exclusive to black women, but they're going to be the example. This also is seen in white culture, Latina culture. This is seen across the board. In fact, white culture tends to have the dumb blonde stereotype. 
That comes from racism, a lot of racism, racism against certain Europeans. It comes from characteristics of women who are seen to be dumb and dense. However, women will be certainly willing to be volunteering themselves if they can capitalize monetarily on the dumb blonde syndrome. In fact, we talked about women volunteering themselves to look like blondes, but also these are dumb blondes, right? And this comes from sometimes when you look into a woman's eyes who's blonde, they typically have light color eyes. Their eyes are deeper than us because the iris is separated from the pupil. So it looks like they're staring into nothingness a lot, but that's just, they, they can't help that. But they get a perceived deer in the headlights, dumb look. They're, they're seen as dim-witted, okay? But they'll play up to it in order to monetize. Like um, Paris Hilton did the same thing. Um, Britney Spears and that shit, like, like shit like that. The dumb blonde. Um, the next one is going to be uh, men. Men do this as well. And when challenged on it, we won't understand it. Like the men will do the thug, gangster, the gangster look. In fact, the gangster look will be part of culture, but of course, people know that the gangster look is worn to intimidate people or to provide security. And you will look a certain way, dress in a certain color, cock your hat a certain direction. You'll wear braids. You'll wear things like that. And it'll be part of your culture, but it also fits into a stereotype. Wearing your pants below uh, your, your buttocks is a stereotype. It is the stereotype of a shiftless, lazy Non-prioritized individual, a.k.a. Step and Fetch It, a.k.a. Amos and Andy, a.k.a. Dumb, Dim-Witted Ninja. All right? That is what it is. All right? And you're proving that by the way you're wearing your clothes. It's not a culture thing. It is you following a stereotype. And then when you get judged on it, you challenge it. Well, I don't care. All right? Again, proving yourself as the stereotype. Now, let's get back to these ladies. <laughs> right? Here we go. Let's get it back to these ladies here. Because it's not just exclusive to them. What happens is, in the modern culture, we have uh, women like Sexy Red. In today's world, we have Sexy Red. We have Ice Spice. We have, um, we have, um, uh, I don't mean anyone. Sukihana. Sukihana, I believe, is an, another woman that we have here. And we have Lizzo. These people represent stereotypes of the three, Jezebel, Mammy, and the Sapphire. Unfortunately, when we see it in real time, people can't see the stereotype, the racism in it. They can't see how these women are encouraging other women to participate in it. If you're an older person, you don't think younger women, you think younger women would see it, they don't. You think younger people would see that they're following a stereotype, they don't. But of course, 10 years from now, we'll be blaming these women for corrupting other women and following the stereotype of the Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. But nothing's changed but the day on the damn calendar. Little Kim, Foxy Brown, you could go to, um, you could go to, uh, 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 what's her name? Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. You can even go down to earlier times before that. You have a lot of women that have done this. Even in the 70s, black exploitation, they've all played this. In fact, the single, the single strong and independent woman is indeed indicative of the sapphire stereotype. Let's start with the sapphire. Start with the sapphire. All right. Um, it's a caricature that overwhelmingly, and I'm going to read from this. I read from this last night or something similar. Any, some people don't know this as well. Yeah, City Girls, sapphire. The sapphire caricature portrays black women as rude, loud, malicious, stubborn, and overbearing. This comes from the Jim Crow Museum. Let me repeat this. 
the sapphire caricature portrays black women as rude, loud, malicious, stubborn, and overbearing. And I've, critic I've criticized Lizzo as being both a sapphire and a mammy. In fact, anytime she's challenged, she turns immediately into the sapphire. Anytime she's trying to be funny, she turns into the mammy. I mean, it's, it's, she plays both characters very well. And because she's big, she can represent both. All right, but it says right here, this is the angry black woman ABW uh, popularized in cinema and television. She is a tart-tongued, emasculating, one hand on a hip and the other pointing and jabbing at arms and violently and rhythmically rocking her head, mocking African-American men for offenses ranging from being unemployed to sexually pursuing white women. This is a sapphire. This is a caricature that has been in play since the 1800s. <laughs> right, so this is not new. In fact, when you're hearing a woman say these no good niggas and these shiftless lazy ass niggas and these no good and these deadbeat daddies, this is the sapphire. This is a stereotype she's playing to that she's learned from her mother, her grandmother, and so forth, from entertainment. And so forth. I, be, I don't need no man. I'm strong and independent. This is the sapphire. She's playing a character. And we know women can be highly influenced by entertainment. Okay. But here it is right here. Unemployed, chefless, lazy, chasing white women. All right. Here it is right here. Let's go ahead and go back and read it again. A lot of people are being enlightened. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and men, you need to check yourself because we all play in the stereotypes as well. We actually, you know, wear certain stereotypes. And if I have time to cover it, I will. It says right here, she is shrill nagger, a shrill nagger with irrational states of anger and indignation. And it's often mean-spirited and abusive. This is the stereotype now. This is not describing black women. This is describing the sapphire stereotype. She is a shrill nagger with irrational states of anger and indignation, indignation, and is often mean-spirited and abusive. Although African-American men are her primary targets, she has venom from, for anyone who insults or disrespect her. Think of Lizzo's reaction to criticism. Think of Sukihana in England when she was doing what she was doing. And I was going to have videos, but it's just too much. The Sapphire desires to dominate. And her hypersensitivity to injustices, a.k.a. Black Lives Matter, makes her a perpetual complainer. But she does not criticize, but she does not criticize to improve things. Oh, but rather she criticizes because she is unendingly bitter and wishes that unhappiness on others. Now, let me just tell you, I'm reading this from the Jim Crow Museum. This is black people who put this together. They're talking about the sapphire stereotype. We're not talking about who black women are. Remember this. I'm reading this. We're not saying this is who black women are. We're talking about what the sapphire stereotype is. And when I show you how we're living this out in real life, you're going to be mind blown. But let me read that again. Her desire is to dominate and her hypersensitivity to injustices. Remember, everything's a victim. Everything is an injustice to them. Everything's not fair to them. Makes her a perpetual complainer, but she does not criticize to improve things. Rather, she criticizes because 
She is unendingly bitter and wishes that unhappiness on others. The Sapphire caricature is a harsh portrayal of African-American women, but it is more than that. It is a social control mechanism that is employed to punish black women who violate the societal norms that encourage them to be passive, servile, of service, and non-threatening and unseen. I'm going to read that last part again. The social construct she's challenging is that she does not want to be passive, seen as passive, seen as of service to someone, seen as non-threatening and unseen. She wants to be seen, so she adopts the sapphire. Now, let me tell you, in media, in media, the sapphire is celebrated, and it is almost in every television show since the 1960s or the 1970s. The sapphire exists. In fact, it is almost impossible to name a TV show that has black characters, male and female, where the sapphire doesn't exist. In fact, the sapphire gets the punchlines. The sapphire is celebrated. People emulate the sapphire, and people actually celebrate. They, they celebrate the sapphire. In fact, let me just name off a couple. In good times, Walona was the sapphire, and then it passed on to the daughter character, Give me a break, Nell Carter. Um, in the show, Sanford and Son, the woman, you fish-eyed fool, Aunt Esther was the sapphire. In the show, Everybody Hates Chris, the mother was the sapphire to Mr. Uh, Terry, uh, Terry's character. In Martin, Pam was the sapphire. Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry plays Medea. She's the sapphire. And we laugh and giggle and sniggle. In... The Cosby Show, the woman that uh, Claire Huxtable would have her best moments being the Sapphire. In fact, she would passively, she would play middle class. She would play upper middle class, but then the Sapphire would come out on Elvin. And Bill would go, oh, no, which is now the Sapphire coming out. Right? When the Sapphire came out to tell, and I don't care if you're going to do this and do that, the Sapphire would come out. Right, every television show had oh Jefferson, the Jeffersons, the maid was the sapphire, the maid, uh, um, the Marla Gibbs was the sapphire. All right, so there's constant, constant shows of this in the show Empire. Cookie was the sapphire, right? Aunt Viv, the black, dark skinned Aunt Viv on the Fresh Prince was the sapphire. Big Shirley from What's Happening was the sapphire. So there's always, and sometimes the male, a homosexual male, will be the sapphire in modern times, right? These are all, these are all, oh, Maxine. Yeah, Maxine from Living Single is the sapphire, right? So they're always there. It's ever present. It's always there. And what happens is because it's entertaining, we laugh, we laugh. We're like, ha, 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 she told him out, you fish-eyed fool, you jive turkey, no good. And it's always the guys unemployed, not taking care of his responsibility. He likes white women. He likes light-skinned women, right? There's, it's always ever-present, and it's very humorous. In fact, let me just go ahead and show you. Sapphire Stevens is the sapphire. So in this comic, even in this comic, you're seeing... You big ear, fish-eyed, jive turkey, no good, shiftless, lazy ass, 
white woman wanting. Now, this isn't just exclusive to black characters. White characters get into this as well. In fact, the Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone, his wife tended to be sapphire-oriented, and that show was after the Honeymooners, which Ralph Cramden's wife was the sapphire, snarky, sassy, that type of thing. Even Kings of Queens and all these shows here would have the woman be the sapphire. Now, the opposite effect of that, obviously, in the 50s and 60s, you didn't see that much. Most of the time, the woman was docile, passive, and stuff like that. Now, on that point, the one stereotype that women will not embrace and, in fact, triggers them is not the sapphire. What stereotype of women actually triggers women? You would think the sapphire, the mammy, and or the Jezebel would trigger them. In fact, they seem to embrace it. They seem to be willing to live it out as a sense of empowerment and independence. What, what stereotype triggers women today? Oh, by the way, simps are the sapphire as well sometimes. Okay. He said the nanny, the harlot. No, that's not it. Uh, but maybe you were talking about something else. What stereotype? Oh, Takeem, you own it. You own it, Takeem. The stereotype that triggers women today is this one. Takeem is on it. The housewife. This triggers them so fast. In fact, the sapphire is triggered by these characteristics alone. Remember, unseen, service, right? Um, uh, uh, cooperative, fit. This triggers the shit out of them for some reason. And it's a stereotype. It certainly is a stereotype. Not a lot of people can do it. It is seen as victim because these people have privilege. The only reason they're able to get it is because they white. All right. Uh, they, they, they didn't, you know, a, a lot of things here. This is a triggering stereotype. But the Kardashian stereotype, oh, yeah, baby. You see what I mean? This is crazy, but it's stereotypes. But again, remember, I'm saying stereotypes of choice. They're choosing this and then later on complaining about the result, complaining about how they were treated, comparing, complaining that this stereotype led them to be single mothers, right? Now they can't afford life, <laughs> but they're choosing this and they're celebrating it. Let me give you some more. Let's give you some more, guys. All right, because we're teaching today. And of course, I'm not characterizing black women of doing this. But if you fit the stereotype and you embrace it, well, just realize what's happening here. You, you've been manipulated greatly. Okay. From the 1800s to the mid-1900s, black women were often portrayed in popular culture as sassy mammies who ran their homes with an iron fist including berating black husbands and children. These women were allowed, at least symbolically, to defy some racial norms. During Jim Crow, when real black men were often beaten, jailed, and killed for arguing with white people, fictional mammies were allowed to pretend to chastise white people, including men. Now, let me say this. Have we seen an example of this? Yes, in the color purple, Oprah's character was that I can't remember her name but she was the one that ended up getting knocked out in a black eye by the white people but she was seen to be able to be the only black character to chastise white women white children and white men and get away with it do we see this today yes when they act up in public they seem to get a pass cops don't tend to blast they ask for this behavior 
Uh, the black men tend to get blasted and choked out for it, but they tend to let these behaviors go on and on. Let her go irrational and go crazy. Okay, um, we see this happen. We see this happen. Uh, but uh, there it is right there. Also in the movie The Help, where The Help chastises and then brings a pie full of shit to the white people, and people loved it. Again, a celebration of this type of thing. A celebration of it. Oh, she paid him back. All right, so anyway. Let's go down further because I don't want to even get in here, but they bring up Amos and Andy. This character was a sapphire. Bringing it down, later sapphire in situational comedies. Um, going forth, they bring up the fact that Aunt Esther was a sapphire, and we got that down. They talk about um, here in the character of the good times. They're talking about the Evans family, but Esther Roll, they're calling, calling her, she was more of a mammy character. But she talked about the negative stereotypes. And but Walona was the sapphire. She would belittle B Bookman, the good guy. The good black man will get belittled, but the thugs will be clapping Walona's cheeks. And she'll celebrate upstairs. Girl, I'm going to go get mine. She'll go upstairs and get clapped out by a thug. But then she would belittle Bookman and call him all kind of losers and names. Um, moving down for people who were born after that, they mentioned the Jeffersons with the maid Florence. They also mentioned Pam. So just so you know, we're not reaching. They mentioned Tashina Arnold's character, Pam, and even her character, Rochelle, on Everybody Hates Chris. In fact, the, the consummate sapphire is um, Taraji P. Henson. In almost every film, she plays the sapphire in almost every film. Angry black women with guns. They're talking about black exploitation. And then sapphires into the 21st century. Um, they're talking about Maxine Waters, the politician being a sapphire. Um, Maxine Waters, they portray as a sapphire, always angry and stuff like that. Uh, they called it the angry black woman syndrome. Just know these are stereotypes. They're talking about television shows portraying uh, or, or, or showing more women being sapphires. I know you're the father. You a shiftless, navy, no good baby daddy, uh, deadbeat. And then, of course, he's not the father. They mentioned reality shows. The Apprentice had the Sapphire Amarosa was a Sapphire on The Apprentice, and she definitely did go in on white folks, all right? She was able to get away with it, Amarosa as the Sapphire. They even say Michelle Obama as the Sapphire. In fact, when she does receive criticism, people react as a mechanism to save her, and they do save her in Sapphire sort of characteristics. All right, so... Again, you can agree or disagree. I don't care. But the reality is the reality. Reality is reality. Who you calling a bitch? Queen Latifah as the Sapphire. Now, let's go on to the next characteristic. Let's go on to the next character. And by the way, that song was celebrated because women thought that, yeah, that's what we needed at that time. Um, has there any been, um, has there been any women who have been rewarded handsomely for playing sapphires. Yeah, I mean, we see the women now in rap culture. They're saying these women are saving rap cultures being sapphires, right? Perpetuating stereotypes and then getting women to embrace these stereotypes as some sort of rebellious sassy. I don't need these men. I'm going to terminate your baby at the abortion clinic. It's just a stereotype. Let's get into the mammy. Oh, by the way, I was going to say, any people handsomely rewarded by the sapphire. In fact, I think the woman who played Monique or she's Monique the Comedian. She was either nominated for an Academy Award for her portrayal in the movie 
Precious, she was handsomely rewarded for playing the Sapphire. All right. Um, Tyler Perry has made an, he's got an entire studio and became a billionaire for playing that Sapphire black woman. I mean, it's Meg the Stallion is certainly the Sapphire. Meg the Stallion. And where then she could be the victim of a no good, shipless, lazy ass ninja that she fornicated with um, uh, the little guy, the, the rapper. But she's the Sapphire now. She's the, actually the epitome of the Sapphire today. Yeah, Meg the Stallion. She certainly is. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> he's handsomely, handsomely rewarded. Let's go about the Mammy. Uh, people say Lizzo is a portrayal of the Mammy, in fact. We've gone through great lengths recently to remove the portrayal of the mammy off of the syrup bottle and pancake box called Aunt Jemima to the disgrace of them supporting an actual black family and a legacy of them. They are now called Pearl Mills pancakes, right? But the mammy caricature of black women. We just talk about them being handsomely rewarded for this type of stereotype. In fact, the first black woman to receive any nominations from the Academy Awards, and to win or trade the Mammy. All right, this is definitely one that women try to avoid. All right, they try to avoid this caricature because definitely you can point to it and see that they don't want to be this because it requires them to have service, mostly service to white folks. But the movie The Help became very popular in the 2000s. Even in the 2000s where the, the woman was the mammy. Let me, let me get in here here. And of course, the women are portrayed as, you know, white women, docile, flat back, you know, fit or in shape or small, petite. Whereas the black woman is characterized as large, larger features, non-neotinous, older looking, where the women look younger looking. The black woman looks older and aggressive and telling everybody off. And uh, because of the... Because of the struggle to ends meet, the, the struggle to make ends meet, and uh, the stress, <laughs> never mind, I missed it. One of the most pervasive stereotypes constructed during the post-Civil War is arguably the most enduring image for Jim Crow days. It says it's the mammy, and it was a staple caricature in the romanticization of Antebellum South, which people had there. Let me go down. Let me go down here. It says right here. Making Mammy a caricature of black womanhood explores how the Mammy figure was produced in an effort to temper the atrocities of enslavement and serve Southern interests domestically, economically, and politically. Bringing together films, photographs, and artifacts, it examines the legacy of the institutional stereotype. Considered a century of complex manufacturing of black femininity, power dynamics, and mass media messaging that still affects black women's body image, lack of agency, and sense of self today. God dang. It still affects black women's body image, lack of agency, and that means lack of uh, accepting responsibility and sense of self. Making Mammy uncovers the nuances between uh, behind this figure and illuminates the vestiges of Americans' roles in enslavement through the Mammy's appearance in literature and uh, cinema. Cinema, cinema, cinema. Can you tell me, can you tell me today the most pervasive use and or persuasive 
how this mammy character exists today in our culture. Okay. Then we're going to get to the Jezebels because this one, this one, where do you hear most this mammy culture appear today? Now, this is a difficult question. Some people will get it. But you can hear this in one thing that you constantly hear, especially dictated towards black men. Where do you hear this today? Where do you see this today? You, you hear this a lot. He says as a slave, no, not necessarily. But there's, there's a lot going on with this. This is not the best. It is not the best question I asked. Most of the mammy exists when a woman says, when a woman says, I have to take on and raise these kids all. Yep, there we go. Newski got it. The single mother. Newski got it. It was a difficult. I didn't phrase the question correctly. S- single mothers play the mammy when they want sympathy. Single mothers say, look at me. I'm at home raising these kids. I got to do all the work. I got to do both sides of the work. I got to do this. I got to take care of the home. I got to go work for the white man. I got to work over here, a.k.a. the mammy. I got to go to this, and then I got to work here. Then I got to come home and do the work, and then you ain't helping with the chores, and you ain't no good. You get out of here. I got to tell a white man off at my job at the call center. I got to do here, and then I got to come back home and raise these kids. This is the mammy. This is the mammy. She's basically going. She's basically saying, I am the mammy. I am having to do everything. I got to do everything for the white folks at the job. And I got to come over here as well and clean up the shit. The single mother basically reaching back into the mammy. I work for the white folks and they got this and that. And I come here and we ain't got shit. And we out here living in the hood and we got to do this. And your kids running here and you ain't helping. And this is the mammy. This is it. They do this every time. Now, Lizzo plays both times. The Mammy can seen, be seen as a sensitive character, like a character that you care about. She's a victim. She's a victim of circumstance. She's a victim of circumstance because she has to grin and bear it and work for white folks. It's not a choice. And she also is a sympathetic character because now she's getting taken advantage of when she goes home to a no-good, shiftless ninja or a ninja that's not even there. The ninja that's at the juke joint, uh, he's cheating on her, and he's uh, selling dope, and he's a wino. So she has to cover both bases. I have to do both work. I do all the work. Yeah. Yeah. So you're seeing her play the mammy. She reaches back to the mammy. She reaches back to the mammy and embraces it. While complaining about it, she says, I have no choice. I have to do this. Thus be, but, so feel bad for me. Feel bad for me because the circumstances made me. This is it. I'm telling you, man. When you realize it, it's a stereotype. Now, let me go back to anti-stereotypes. Let's go back to this. This is a long segment. I'll get to the Super Chats. Yeah, dusty, dirty. Watch this. Do you realize that this culture was not as pervasive as it is today? We've actually accepted this and accepted our plight. Let me take you to the black middle class. I'm going to show you two segments here. There is a black middle class that embraces none of these characteristics. And it is seen as these people are, you know, the criticism is these people are embracing bourgeoisie, white culture. And thus, these people are embracing the stereotype of the Uncle Tom, 
the doctor that is the n-word and so forth and so on let's play this video fair use These are African-Americans, by the way. This is Robert Jones, age 38, native-born American. Sorry about the volume. Important job, owns a yacht that sleeps eight, and vacations each summer on fashionable Martha's Vineyard. He, his wife Marlene, and their two children live on a tree-lined suburban street just across the Hudson River from New York City. Bobby Jones, as his friends called him, is a graduate of New York University with a law degree from New York Law School. He and his family are among some five million members of a unique and little-known group in the United States, the Negro middle class. Now, now, when you see people like this today, you will hear 5011 excuses as to why you shouldn't be this or we can't be this. Thus, let's embrace the Sapphire and the Mammy and the Jezebel. We only ninjas anyway, so let's act like it. Now, let me show you. This is, this, this is a long movie. We're only just going to show you clips, but we showed you that even in this time, there were no Mammies. There was no Jezebel. That woman in the video and the man, he doesn't have his pants sagging. He's taking care of his responsibilities. These people are going to be called all kinds of Sambos and Uncle Toms. And in today's culture, these are Christian conservatives, right? Uh, people, oh, you try to be white. Now, I'm going to show you where they make, there was a backlash for this type of people. There was a backlash even in this day for this type of Negro. Just as today, there's a backlash for middle class people who don't want to associate with Mammy's Jezebels and or shiftless, lazy ninjas. Let me, let me get in here. So the backlash is that these people are trying to be, a.k.a. white. All right, hold on for a second. Let me see if I can find the clip. Here it is. Let me see here. I'm going, here it is right here. Okay, here it is right here. There often remain the more insidious fact of lingering mental bondage. 20 years ago, Dr. E. Franklin Frazier, Howard University sociologist, critically assessed the Negro middle class and launched upon it a bitter attack which reverberates within the black community to this day. In a controversial book entitled Black Bourgeoisie, Dr. Frazier lacerated white-collar Negroes for what he called aping the surface values of affluent whites. He charged them with living in a dream world of delusions of wealth and power, while rejected by the middle and upper-class whites they sought to emulate, and themselves spurning the black masses with whom they refused to identify. Now, notice in this clips, they're making fun of the middle class blacks. Like today, we make fun of middle class blacks, while at the same time, we uphold and uplift the stereotypical stereotypes of choice, the Mammy, the Sapphire and the Jezebel. Wrote Dr. Frazier, having abandoned their social heritage, being rejected by the white the black bourgeoisie have an intense feeling of inferiority, constantly seek various forms of recognition.
placed great value upon status symbols in order to compensate for their inferiority complex. Since the black bourgeoisie lived largely in a world of make-believe, the mask which they wear to play their sorry roles conceal the feelings of inferiority and of insecurity and the frustrations that haunt all right so if you can't hear it and i realize the volume is low they're saying that these people have insecurity insecurity complexes they want to fit in with the whites they can't they don't fit in with the blacks because they're too good and their inferiority complex is causing them mental health aka mental bondage and slavery so let's be jezebel sapphire and the the mammy you see you see this this has even existed back here in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, inferiority. The black bourgeoisie suffers from nothingness. Because when Negroes attain middle-class status, their lives generally lose both content and significance. Yeah, so when you achieve, try to achieve upper, upper middle class, middle class, your life is nothing. It loses importance. <laughs> <laughs> this doctor is <laughs> oh, thus Frazier saw the Negro middle class as still suffering from that crippling legacy of slavery as being in a sense still mentally enslaved by concepts which defined blacks as inferior and whites as superior what was needed Frazier implied was a breaking of the old mental bonds an emergence into a new and healthier self-image, as well as a more realistic appraisal of whites as merely fellow human beings of no special significance. What was needed, in short, was a mental revolution. Yeah, uh... New, 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 new world order. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me continue on now. So you see the parallels, right? You see the parallels. What's celebrated in our culture? Uh, even back in the 80s, the, the 80s, the 60s, the 50s, what we're dealing with today still exists, which is a wrestling with these stereotypes. Who are we? Who we really are? Unfortunately, who wins? The stereotypes of choice for women are winning. They're winning. They're influencing the young culture. They're getting in there. The, the psyops is happening. It's working. The women are embracing being mammies and, 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 um, and uh, sapphires. And let's get to the Jezebel. Let's get to the Jezebel. Uh, and then if you try to go the other route, Candace Owens, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, don't do it. Don't be her. And I'm not saying you should be her, but you see where the, we haven't, we haven't matured at all. <laughs> here it is right here. The Mammy, the Jezebel and the Sapphire stereotyping black women. All right, here we go. Let's read more. Let's go down. We're just going to talk about the, uh, stereo. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. We don't have an article there, but, um, as you can see. Let's, let's go ahead and listen. There, I guess there's a video here. Um, I didn't preview it, but I'll just quickly brush over the, the um, hey, play it. Got to get out. The mammy. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it. The Jezebel. The Jezebel. So we have to actually still celebrate a lot of these characters. And I yes, I have to pause it because I have to influence it because we're talking about the Jezebel only exclusively. Pam Greer, oh, she was cool. She was this and she had guns and this and that. She dressed sexily and provocative. The Jezebel is indicative of this woman, right? Defiant, sexy, brash, independent, confident, 
often sells sex and often is, you know, it, it is what it is. He's selling sex, but often using that as an informant empowerment. And this is extinct. This is extended into rap culture, acting and shit like this. Let's continue. Shut it up. You are such a big baby. And the Sapphire. Submissive, sexy, sassy. Three stereotypes of black women that return to our screens over and over again. The Mammy is probably the most familiar to people. It's usually a maid, heavy, taking care of the family. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. And of course, the overweight part, the what they call the, uh, I'm trying to skip ahead. The overweight body positivity culture is steeped in this tradition to accept this, this instead of working on herself and doing better for herself, we accept it. As the mammy. Let me see if she speaks on the Jezebel. It's seen in TV more often than anything oh, else. Oh, that's the sapphire. Get some Kleenex. Wipe your nose because it ain't that damn sad. The sapphire is usually sharp-tongued, manipulative woman who emasculates her husband. There was actually a character called Sapphire Stevens on um, the Amazon Andy show. And I guess you think you could cook, clean, and get along just fine all by yourself. I does. <laughs> I does. And this conversation is happening today. I got to cook it clean. I bet you you can't survive by yourself. And I can do all this conversation is literally surviving today. We're stereotypes. <laughs> all right, let's continue. Presentation of the angry black women. And that's kind of metamorphosized to today where we just have sassy, angry black women who doesn't take anything from anybody. I don't take no shit from nobody. Where's the, uh-oh, the Jezebel. Caricatures of black women have been around in Western culture for centuries. They're Did she talk about the Jezebel? Hold on for a second. I'm, I got to be careful what I show. Is Mammy from Gone with the Wind? Okay. Men, white children. Meat, sugar, here, here we go. sexiest, deadliest chicken town. The second stereotype is the Jezebel, and that's someone who is generally oversexed. Is mysterious. Her only power is in her body and in the influence she has over men. Oh my gosh. This is crushing. Her only power is her body and her sexual influence over men. Do we see that today? Are we seeing this today? This is exactly what women are embracing. The stereotype of this. This is un... Well, listen. I've already known this for a long time. This is why I'm coach. But we're here. This is it. And then finally, the Sapphire okay. character. Let me stop that right there. All right, because I don't, you know, I usually preview videos that I watch. And I don't want anything to come up that will get me in trouble. However, let's go to where the Jezebel might have originated from. And in fact, there's a caricature. Um, there's a character that was played. On the television show, I don't know what it is. I always hear people referencing it, but I don't know what it is. And this commentary has been extinguished by, of course, Sapphires. The character's name is, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, sorry, I, I lost it. And I'll tell you where it was rewarded. Oh, Olivia Pope. Olivia Pope is known as the Jezebel in current modern media. Olivia Pope. Okay. 
So it comes from the bed winch. The bed winch. In which her power was either, it was either taken from her or the power was used to transmute an escalation of power position, meaning I became the, 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 um, what do they call it? The house Negro, the house Negro slave, the slave that had the master's or the overseer's child. All right. Um, I approve my, I improve my corporate position by AKA tethering or whatever they call these people here. I don't know. I'm not steeped in this pro black conversation here, but the woman says, Hey, I might be sleeping with Massa or I might be sleeping with the boss, but I'm improving my position. AKA the bedwinch. Now, Tariq Nasheed went on this of the bedwinch. Tariq Nasheed talked about the Negro bedwinch mentality, but this is also an indicator that can be seen that is developed into the Jezebel, the power influence of her body, and or the you always want my body. And you want my body, even though I display it, you can't have it. And or my power is in my empowerment is in my body. Right? Halle Berry played a Jezebel, a.k.a. a bedwinch, and won the Academy Award. Mm. <laughs> Kamala Harris, never mind. Kamala Harris, if you... New, 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 new world order. Kamala Harris. Yep, Monster Ball, Scandal, uh, Olivia Pope. Don't you see? Don't you see how common this is? And then take the young women, Sexy Red. Sukihana, you got Icy Spicy. Can't you see? Can't you see how this is what we're doing? History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. It says right here, and this is Tariq Nasheed's criticism. Shout out to Tariq. He says, according to him, the Negro bedwinch was formerly an enslaved black woman on the one of the old plantations whose specific function was to have sex with the plantation white owners, her master. Now, I'm going to extend this again. I can say maybe this is a early origination of the Jezebel, which now the Jezebel takes advantage of all men of color. And also, they also say, I'm going to get the bag. Like a woman that says, I'm going to get the bag, a.k.a. You got to get my bag and run. Instagram model, Instagram model, sugar babies, OnlyFans. This is all an extension of the bedwinch. AKA, and of course, all women of all races are kind of doing this, where their only power, only means of survival is this, right? Right here. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> all right, we got a, we got a, we got a uh, woman in here saying, why does it matter? <laughs> all right, let me go right here. Well, have fun. All right, it says right here, now this, now through history, Sorry, now though history has taught us that the most enslaved African women were appropriate, approximately horrified at the idea of sexual contact with the enslavers, but Nasheed asserts embracing this role, embracing this role, and all the uh, comparative privileges it brought, worse, some Negro bed wrenches, according to him, even imagine that they were better than the rest of their enslaved brothers and sisters and use their privileged position to thoroughly uh, integrate themselves to their owners or ingratiate as well. So, mm. so are we seeing that? 
are we seeing that? We're seeing some women unabashed. Hey, well, I'm moving up higher society through my body. It don't matter to me. So what's happening is these people are distinguishing themselves as smarter, using the smart way to get the money or get privilege or better position. They're actually using this as a way to say comparatively, you can stay working at Subway. I'll be working under Massa Sugar Daddy. I'll be working on OnlyFans. I'll be working singing this disgraceful music, so forth and so on. You see this? This is exactly what, and this is, again, this is exactly what we're seeing perpetuated and perpetrated today. This spirit of their, I'm smarter than you. I found a smarter way to do it. You could go to your job and you can stay broke, but I'll be over here shaking my ass, a.k.a. twerking, a.k.a. using my body to get privilege, prestige, control, accolations, adulations, and all of these things, man. This... This shit is deep, 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 and it it is all a choice. Thus, when it is fired back at them or you show them a mirror of themselves, they will deny or they would actually say you're hating on them, aka they'll turn into the they'll turn into the um uh what is the what is the woman? They'll turn into the uh not the Jezebel, they'll turn into the sapphire against you. One more point. One more point on this one. Let me show you how real it is in the field here. At one point in wrestling history, and I'll give you a history to show you, at one point, a character, yeah, oh, yeah, the, 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 the Players Club, and there was a movie with uh, even J-Lo and Cardi B. Cardi B as well should be in this conversation as the Jezebel and or the Sapphire. She basically plays the Sapphire Jezebel. All right, um, they had the movie where they were finessing people as strippers, right? Cardi B. But wrestling had a character named Sapphire. This is how real it is. This was in the 1990s. Let me show you. Let me show you how serious the stereotype was. And in fact, the thing about wrestling is that everybody's a stereotype. So we cannot isolate this against all other the stereotypes. In fact, they've had German post-World War II, a.k.a. little uh, mustache men, They've had French people, Russian. They've had a they've had a guy that uh, was um, sympathetic to the Iraq War. They've had the blonde superhero, Mister Perfect, Hulk Hogan. They cowboys, Indians. Wrestling tends to have nothing but stereotypes. So as I bring this up, I don't want people to say, "Hey, wrestling was evil for portraying the sapphire." Wrestling has nothing but stereotypes. Poor white men, trailer park trash, beer money. Uh, bar dudes, Tatanka, Indian, they had everybody, every stereotype that you can have. In fact, most characters are a stereotype. All right, so let's just embrace that for a minute. But as you see, this character's name is Sapphire. Sapphire was everything the stereotype was. This is in the 1990s. The stripper, male stripper, Rick Rude, yeah, the Marine, the Junkyard Dog, they did everything. Everything's a stereotype for wrestling, okay? The, the Wild Samoans, the Nation of Domination, the Biker Guys, the Boricuas. But this woman's name is Sapphire. And she was a sassy, take-no-nonsense, black woman with a jerry curl, Ninja. A jerry curl. 
and she was wagging in the face and my this and sassy this and I'm going to take on these skinny white bitches and this shit like that. Awesome Kong is an example of that. In fact, Awesome Kong played a character. I'm going into my wrestling bag. Rey Mysterio. Um, Awesome Kong played a character named Karma. <laughs> this makes do. Who was a sapphire who went after blonde implanted skinny white women. That was her whole character. And her finishing move was the implant buster. Ninja. And her name is Karma. And if you think of what Karma is, what is Karma? Karma is a bitch. I can't make this shit up. I can't, you can't make this shit up. Let me show you. <laughs> All right. But people are volunteering for this. Remember, there's choices. There's choices to be made. So this is karma right here. Again, this is current culture. Karma is a bitch. <laughs> so what are they saying here? What are they implying? And in fact, her finishing, her whole thing was to go after skinny white women wrestlers who had implants. In fact, her finishing maneuver, and she fought men too. If you think about it, she also was inclined to fight males. She wasn't scared to fight males, okay? Which is, again, think about the stereotype here. There she is going after men. She's appeared in the ring with men. But let me show you here. It's steeped in here, implant buster. Let me see if we can get the finishing move. Yeah, here's, a, here's an example here. And people think, oh, you think it's too deep. No, here's an example. Just think of the caricature. Think of the caricatures. This is Karma. Karma's a bitch. Karma was a big black woman. And there she is with a skinny flat-backed, that super flat-backed, Kelly, 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 where she went after them to change the narrative of, hey, no, no, no. And, and she went after them, and her finishing move was the implant buster. <laughs> so this is basically Lizzo wrestling. It is definitely Lizzo, Lizzo wrestling. I wish I could show you videos. Um, she would often attack white women. There was almost never a match. <laughs> it was almost, she almost overwhelmingly attacked them after they wrestled. So the white women, skinny white women would wrestle. And after they were done, her music would come in with an evil laugh. And she'd come to the ring and attack them. She was known as that. Now, if you can't read between the lines of stereotypes, of how we portray people, of how people accept these roles, how people support the roles and cheer them on. If you can't accept it, if you think it's not comparable, if you think I'm just not connecting the dots right, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because it's all there. And, we, and people, you know, world wrestling entertainment typically takes advantage of stereotypes and play them out in real life. That's basically what they do. And it's not exclusive to black characters. Um, black men tend to play certain stereotypes as well. All right, but anyway, let me get to these super chats. I hope you enjoyed this analysis by one and only CGA. And if you want me to do this of other races of women, I have no problem because I'm not just here to belittle or demean black women or paint them in a certain light. I don't have a dog in the fight. I actually enjoy the 31 flavors of the world and all of that. I enjoy them all. So, But I can look and look at other races of women similarly and then point out these things as well as the stereotypes, but I want you to be more conscious of this when you see, when you see it, when people, when you see people embracing it, 
realize that they're embracing stereotypes that they would, they're actually actively fighting against as well. In fact, they will say the stereotype they're portraying, the woman that they're portraying, they will say they're fighting stereotypes when they're living stereotypes. And they don't, they may not realize it or they may not realize the audience realizes it. Let me get to these. Let me get to these super chats. Appreciate y'all for sticking in here and the support this week. As you exit, hit the like button. We're going to get every one of these contributions, every one of them. I'm one of these guys. One of these guys that gets every contribution. So shout out to a Jedi with the co-sponsorship. Behind on tuition. Thank you, sir. Nate Bitt says wage issues is economic. We don't see labor as a trade or a traded commodity. And like commodities, subject to supply and demand, and the labor market is flooded. Yeah. And oftentimes people use the labor market. Men use the labor market as a last resort. So then it gets a little bit of disrespect, all right? Adolph Caesar says, Vicky Lawrence from this show, Mama's Family, was an example of a white woman acting like a black sapphire. Indeed. And also, you got to realize the sapphire comes from the South. Uh, Thomas Sowell says the South, uh, Thomas Sowell suggests that the black culture is indicative of the poor white South, or, or as he calls them, rednecks. So there is a lot of polarity, a lot of similarities between poor Southern whites and Southern blacks. Very much almost come from the same culture. In fact, church, the way church is treated, the way women dress, the old high esteem, big mama. You can see that on both poor whites and you can see that in uh, uh, the, the blacks as well in the South. So mama's family was a Southern white family. So yeah, a Southern poor white family. Bama's, yeah. Teron McAdams says, I'm late, but what's up for the weekend, ninja? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Shout out to, uh, we're going to call him Condo Riano. Condo Riano says, Coach, you cooking? I sometimes weep for why our people are like this, but we cannot save the community. Give them and me. The price is wrong. Shout out to the South. All right. Garrett Harris says, and of course, we generalize a lot. Everything can't be specified. I lived in the South. And know that there's an upper crust bourgeoisie as well. All right. Especially in Mississippi and uh, Louisiana and such. Garrett Harris says E. Franklin Frazier is cap. He says, I'm happy as F with my six-figure job in my million-dollar house. Me and my Negro wife (laughs) taking tennis lessons with them white folks. We not hood no more. We are delivered indeed. Indeed. Uh, Garrett also says, my bro, Twin B., Want to mention Larry Elder's roasting the breakfast club. It was surgical. Check it out, coach. You'll get some good reaction content. I actually was going to do it, but I saw so many people did it. I watched portions of the interview and I'm late to the, I'm late to the bus. You know, I've, I've actually, you know, I had to decide if I was going to do it and I'm so late that I can't react to it anymore. Right. People have already said what they had to say. Lee Smith. CGA, see God Allah, EWF, the King of Kings, the demonetized champion, the prognosticator, Coach Thomas, Coach Alini, and now Professor Grift. Keep bringing the real education in this space. Salute. Ain't nobody could do it better. And if they did, they got lucky. All right. We got Cash App and all of these brothers here. We're going to get everybody. B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. By the way, B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. For people who don't know, she played a sapphire named Maud prior to her on the Golden Girls, which her character Maud was a woman who over, she was the 
one of the earlier strong and independent, somewhat, um, let me see here, somewhat um, of a sassy wife. So she did not play much of a different character than she did on the Golden Girls, but people missed it. And if you actually have a chance to go back and look at this, B. Arthur played Maud prior to the character, and it was somewhat of a spinoff for Good Times. I think Maud, uh, I think Good Times was a spinoff for Maud. You see right here where Esther Rowe played the housekeeper. I might be wrong there. I might be wrong. But the Jeffersons was a spinoff from All in the Family. Uh, the Good Times was a spinoff from Maud. That's B. Arthur right there, just in case you didn't know. But she was a sapphire to her, to her, um, to her family. And in fact, Philip Drummond, the rich guy right here, um, also possibly different strokes came from this character here. All right, there he is. What they were somewhat the uppity, typical white banker, white uppity uppity. But Maud ran the family. All right, so a lot of people are too old to realize all this. All right, but um, I mean, sorry, you're too young to re remember all this. She was a marine. Okay, so putting context, Maud was a marine. She wasn't just a regular woman. So she came in with that stronger, aggressive, um, stronger aggressive style of woman. And women love this shit. They eat it up. They wish they could be this. And, of course, then they become more of it. But it's like a stereotype. Uh, shout out to Jarius Wright. He says, great episode as always, coach. Thank you, sir. Jones G, fire stream coach. Thanks for all you do, brother. I think I got all of them. Osiris, thank you for your advice. Appreciate it. Daniel says, how long do you feel? Wait. How do you feel about bed wenches who make good wives or do they bait and switch? Bed wenches are not to be trusted. Thus, the Bible tells us so. Snap Fix says women will spend money on looks first, then also fun second, and then bills third. If they have anything left, then they'll ask you to help give them the buzzer free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, it actually becomes the burden for us. Because once they do this, again, the burden is, hey, I came to this date. I spent makeup, hair, nails. I do have bills, and I can't pay for this dinner, or I shouldn't be entitled to. So, again, that's an example of it. Um, again, not saying this is the wrong mindset. This is just what we're presented with. And she was like, I shouldn't have to pay for dinner. I pay for hair, nails, makeup. Uh, she basically will say this right here. She'll say, hair, makeup, esthetician, Facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. There you go. Zoe covered it right there. The independence is being able to her pay for those things and then capitalize from it. Mark the Spark is in the building. Thank you, sir. And shout out to Rudy said, here's the thing. If you're broke, just say that, right? AKA, I spent, do I have a clip of that? She says, I have to pay for my materials and effort. Therefore, you must pay. All right, but uh, anyway, this isn't to make them belittle them or make them feel bad. This is just part of the game, and it's, just, it's a part of the way some women think. Unfortunately, it's becoming a lot of them. It's become a, lo a lot of them have that mindset. I pay for my looks. You pay for everything else. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. All right, but um, anyway, they're like, isn't this a good deal? Isn't this a good deal? It's how it should work. Now, it could be how it works, but I would only treat you as such. All right, shout out to Emmanuel says, here's your espresso coach. Thank you, sir. 
And if you haven't subscribed to all my channels, go to my main channel right now. Go to the channel. Go to the free agent lifestyle. You're going to see all of my channels down there on future channels. All right, get to it now because CGA is about to take over. All right. Kayla says, I didn't intend for the two options for women to choose from when it comes to cheating to be great options. I see. He says, some women, you want sexual monogamy for men so bad. I was trying to say that there's a price to pay for that. Men don't really just want one woman only to begin with. Plus, they have to bring more in relationships. So sex on its terms is the best they could do. Shout out to you for clearing that out. Catfish says you haven't hit us with an acapella this week. All right. I hit you with the let's get married. All right. I did. I thought. Anthony says, and I got four more. Anthony says I was at the pharmacy by my house and noticed that they, rec- that they recently placed a lot of C-19 tests near the register. I made a joke about how many they had and asked if COVID is coming back. She gave me a concerned look and slightly head nodded without saying a word. New, 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 new world order. They telling them to prepare for something big. And by the way, Bray Wyatt is said to have had contracted maybe COVID. Uh, they're not telling the entire story. Developed a heart condition, which is probably somewhat synonymous of have taking a cocktail. And he has died recently. Now, I'm not saying his death is connected to that, but they've already said that. C-19 was responsible for the heart condition that he developed. I don't know if it develops a heart condition, but it certainly does. uh, Might be seen in some of the tests, some of the injections people have taken. So it is what it is. All right. um, And yes, C-19 is going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing all winter. And to get ready for it. And if it doesn't get crazy and Donald Trump poll numbers are going crazy, it's going to be a thing all the way up until election time. So Biden can hide in his basement and not have to um and not have to come out. And listen, I don't care if you're a liberal, conservative, anti-Biden, anti-Trump, pro-Trump or whatnot. It's a fact that they do not want Biden out there campaigning. So, they, could there be a way to hide his ass in the basement again? Yes. He is not in good uh shape to be out here doing anything. So, they need his ass to be hidden and he won last time and they want that to be the strategy again. Fear the none is back. I only tell you the truth. Shout out to fear the none. I'm only here to tell you the truth. If you feel some way about it, take your mammy ass somewhere else. <laughs> they want them mail-in ballots, Ninja. They need them mail-in ballots. They need them mail-in ballots, fam. So that's what we're going to do. And that's where we at. Arnold says, first time contributor coach, we watched the live. You were going off about Latinas in Miami in the drug dealers that could be messing with them and to watch out. He says, he had me rolling. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. He says, everything you say, nanny go. Every time I say nanny go, I LOL. <laughs> you funny as hell. Keep it up, man. And shout out to the nanny go. And I'm going to have to give a nanny go uh, thing right here. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But some people don't know, and I don't want to go into it. So I don't know, won't show, or any of that. We got two more. Jay Cool says, Coach, you're right again about age and warming up. I'm 56. Hurt my knee in February from running. Hurt my back from deadlifting in May, and that was with warming up. At 54, both of my Achilles were killing me by the end of 2020, and with 2,500 miles of running that year, he says, I do it because of health and fun, but... Even in my 40s, it was a lot easier. Yeah. And people need to understand that, man. Age does catch up. It shouldn't limit you, but it catches up. 
Don't try to do too much unless you're in great, great physical shape. No government name goes by MF Jones. Number one, looking back now, I cringe so hard how I listen to R&B like Farewell the Friend from Johnny Gill, You and Me Against the World from Music Soul Child. He says, yet got so annoyed from my mother blasting Let's Get Married by Jagged Is and Usher's Lovers, Homie Lover Friends. Number two, thank you, Coach, for mentioning Claire Huxtable. I really wish you and her had a debate about the 50-50 on the show. He says, now that you mentioned about karma, my mind is now blown. Keep up the great work. Indeed. Thank you for those right there. Let me check Venmo because I think there might be somebody that came in last minute and all of that. But uh, I'm giving you guys way too much to think about. But I'm just going to tell you it either is going to work for me. It should work for me in the end. All right. Um. Um, it, it should work out for me in the end. I think I'm giving a valuable piece of information, whether you agree or not, to think about. And uh, if you have children, you know, you kind of want to make them aware. If you do have children, try not to shove this down their throat. Hey, you, you're doing the Jezebel. They're not going to care. And you will be surprised at how many young women under the age of 12 that look up to ice. In fact, Kanye West had this problem where his daughter was like 12, 10, and loved Ice Spice. This is the power. Now, the Ice Spice is certainly a Jezebel. She certainly portrays the Jezebel stereotype. Everything about it is the Jezebel. Somewhat a sapphire, but she doesn't play the sapphire all the way. It's definitely the Jezebel. Now, if you just tell a 10-year-old, watch out, you're going to be portrayed the Jezebel. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do this. You want to kind of give people guidance and direction without shoving all of everything that I told you down their throat. JBW says, thanks again for the outstanding streams this week, Coach. I appreciate you keeping us informed. And I think that is it. Appreciate the contributions. Sunday, locals, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Click the link. That's us on Sunday morning. We'll be there. We'll be there Sunday night with the money mindset. Patreon.com backslash CoachGregAdams. It is down there in the links. Join us on the Discord. Join us everywhere on all of my channels. We about to saturate the internet. CGA, Coach Alini for 2024. Shout out to everybody. Hit the like new, button. New, 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 and new world we out of here. Peace.